Hey, Luke. What's up, Jeremy? Hey, what do you call a cow with no legs? I don't know. What do you call a cow with no legs? Ground beef. (laughs) (laughs) On this week's Another Digital Citizen, we talk of news of the week, elimination chamber results, fences, top worst musicals with special guest Jeremy, the Lego Batman movie, and sadly... We will be haunted by haunted. This is another digital citizen. This is a podcast meant to encourage logic through stupidity and chaos. A podcast meant to incite discussion between friends, enemies, countries, and religions. This is a podcast for us. For the digital world. Welcome, citizen. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 71! Yee-hee! Uh, that means that we are one nearer to a hundred episodes. Let's say hi to the one and only musketeer. Hi, Luke. Hi, bro. Yes, the two musketeers. My favorite candy yes. bar. Ah, <laughs> uh, 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 I never ever tasted a musketeer. Uh, what kind of candy is that? Uh, it's a chocolate bar. It has nougat in it. Uh, what else does it have in it? Let me look it up real quick. Uh, it's it's all right. It's actually not one of my favorite favorite uh, candies. I guess. One time we have to have a bracket uh, with the best candy, don't we? Oh yeah, that's a good idea. Uh, yeah. Yeah. A, favorite candy bracket uh which would be a little weird because we're all from different countries but uh it says it says it's a chocolate covered (laughs) fluffy whipped chocolate bar oh it's not nougat Mm. it's fluffy whipped chocolate inside of Mm. chocolate i never knew that that sounds really delicious it's all right i wouldn't say it's my favorite candy bar but it's okay uh so the candy bar chat yes (laughs) welcome to candy bar chat uh, so the third musketeer, Tilly, is sadly sick. So uh, speedy recovery to you, Tilly, and to your boyfriend, Dick. So it's yep. always always nice to be sick. It's really fun. The sickness is going around. I think it's just that time of year, you know, when everybody uh, it's cold outside and everybody's getting sick. Because uh, a lot of people are sick around me. Uh, I was sick last week, so yeah. A lot of yeah, sickness. Uh, let's, let's talk about what happened yesterday, because uh, this is... Thursday, and we usually record on Wednesdays. And uh, when uh, Luke called me yesterday, I was asleep. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because you're sick right now, right? Or are you, yeah. are you feeling better, bro? No. 
No, same. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised, like considering stress. how cold it is in Norway, uh, everybody's not sick there all the time. But yes, I know uh, everybody. It being cold outside doesn't actually make you sick. That's just a wise <laughs> Um. Yeah. Norway is the sickest country in the world. <laughs> right. Talking about Norway, did you know the reason why we are sick is that we don't have any vegetables? I know. I heard that from the Russians. They told me that. Mm-hmm. That you have a vegetable crisis. What does that even mean? <laughs> I guess it means you don't have enough vegetables. <laughs> we don't have any potatoes here. We are in crisis. It says that the newscast said it is, for example, only allowed to sell a few heads of cabbage, broccoli, or lettuce per person. Like you're having, like, uh, <laughs> rationing your veggies, I guess, is what the Russia's Channel One uh, broadcasting station uh, news organization said this about the Norwegians. And the and Norwegians guess what? came back. What? <laughs> yeah, and guess what? Yeah, it's a go lie. Ahead. Right. <laughs> I, I would be so freaking surprised if I went to the store and and, uh, and people were standing there. It's like, no, no, no. You can only take three cabbages. <laughs> right. I would say, what? <laughs> what do you mean? Even the oh. people who own, like, the largest uh, grocery stores uh, chain in Norway is saying, yeah. I think I would know about that if, if that was happening because I'm the one who... <laughs> He's selling all the veggies here, so yeah, no, that's not happening. Yeah, so we go go we go around being blind because we don't have any uh, vitamins in our 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 uh, in our uh, food because we don't have any vegetables. It's it's sad to be a Norwegian in this uh, trying times. Right. I don't know why they're <laughs> lying about you guys. I don't know what this is all about. I, I I think it's um, it's kind of interesting because I mean well uh, in Norway in generally I would say that Norway is uh, a pretty easy country to live in when it comes to uh, groceries and things like that mm-hmm. and to be honest it's not that fucking long time ago Russia had to stand in queue for bread right. I, that's probably I mean, what they're playing off of. Yeah, totally. I mean, it's obviously so, propaganda put out by this news organization, but it's very right. silly, considering that you guys aren't that like you're not going to find out they're saying it, it about you. It's just ridiculous. But I, I, I mean, it's it's so it's so easy to 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 go against, and that's what's kind of bothering me. Uh, because it's it's kind of it's like saying Norway has a big panda problem. We have too many pandas there. You right, understand? Exactly. Yeah, it's it, just silly. It's, right. Yeah, it's just silly. Making up things is is not a way to. Oh, I get so. My irritated. my question is: Do you think there's anybody in Norway that's that's going? That's true. I totally believe the Russians. Uh, no. no, I don't. I don't think they're necessarily <laughs> doing this to like uh, to sell it to you guys. I think they're trying to sell it to the people of, of Russia, saying, "Oh, look how much better off we are than than these guys." I think that's what right. they're trying to do in that yeah. uh, propaganda kind of way. Um, but it's it's so silly to lie about. Like, li- right. it's lie the silliest about. thing to lie about, right? 
lie about something that we can't prove in uh, under five minutes isn't a problem. <laughs> like, yeah, normal has... store and buy a bunch of fruit. <laughs> right. And, uh, yes. Your, your little conspiracy yeah. theory is completely debunked by me <laughs> going and buying a bunch of bananas. So. <laughs> yeah, like, like say that Norway has a big panda problem. It's hard for us to disprove that we have a huge panda problem. I mean, it's more difficult than not getting groceries. Oh, I don't know about that, uh, but, but yeah, silly. I think I could probably prove it pretty. Well, it would. It wouldn't be as quick. You're right. It would yeah. take a, a little longer. I'd have to go all over yeah. Norway and look for pandas. Right. I yeah. See, I Talking about journalism, uh, silly journalism. There's a journalist that can. Um, be jailed because he uh, got some material that he wasn't supposed to get. Yeah, I guess it's in the UK. Uh, there, there, there's a major overhaul of something uh, called the Official Secrets Act, and it's going to be replaced by an updated Espionage Act, which sounds very right. Cold War to me. Uh, like, are we in the middle of a Cold War right now and nobody's talking about it? I think, I think it's kind of true. Uh, well, when yeah. we look uh, uh, upon what Donald Trump has done lately, I'm not sure if we are at war at no or not. Right. It's yeah. I don't know. It's very confusing. Cause like, well, this week uh, I didn't. It's, it was after I sent out the news, and we're doing it a day late. But apparently, there were Russian uh, military boats off of the coast of America a couple days ago, uh, doing recon of some type. Yeah, I don't know. It's just weird. But I just find it strange. Uh, replaced by the Espionage Act, it just sounds very Cold War to me. Uh, and this would increase the power to in uh, to uh, increase the jail terms and power against journalists receiving material from uh, whistleblowers. So if you are a and journalist and you receive the information, you could get in trouble, not just the person who's actually leaking it. So, yeah. Uh, Jim Kallak, chief executor of the Open Rights Group, says that it's a clear attempt to criminalize ordinary journalism. I find that interesting. Right. I mean, it's ridiculous. Uh, you think about um, uh, the Watergate, and if the the two reporters uh, who put that out were if this was something at the time they would have been arrested and nothing would have happened uh, right. in that whole scenario so yeah this is um this is a basically a build designed to fight uh, uh good journalism and try to seems like stick people into a, a hole where you can only report on things that are cons deemed uh not deemed harmful to the state i guess right i mean mm -hmm. We have a lot of that, it seems like, here in America. Not necessarily. It seems like if you talk out against things like that, you just get fired from your job. That's how it works here. So, so have you... Uh, we haven't. We did not talk about this, but have you seen the memes about Ivanka Trump gazing at Justin Thoreau? <laughs> right. I saw one where it was like all these different people, uh, different politicians' wives, and uh, even Emma, uh, uh, the girl from... Uh, the girl from Harry Potter. She was yeah. like looking longingly at him. Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, I thought it was funny. I guess. <laughs> I mean, people take these little. Um, they take a picture from that they find uh, out of a video, and it's one frame maybe from a video or something like that, and they just find the very right. perfect 
little uh, moment. And it may, maybe it doesn't mean anything, but, you know, it's funny. And it's so funny that that uh, Trump are, are handing his uh, hand out and Justin Thoreau doesn't want to, to touch it <laughs> in the beginning. Right. Again, it's like, uh, that's just like a little, you just found the perfect shot. And then everybody's like, oh, it's look at so, this. It's so funny, though. It, it is funny, but it's also, this is like a very Republican of 2005 tactic to, right. to put out a picture of Obama with his hand up dressed in the right way that looks like the devil horns. And everybody's right. like, oh, he's part of the Illuminati. Like, this is the same <laughs> tactic. It's just being done by the other side. So I find it a little silly, but. Uh, talking about Trump, he has uh, again uh been uh, been um uh let down uh by um uh, the court USA court system it's almost because... like he doesn't understand how uh any of this works it's weird yeah it's huh. almost like he's stupid or something it's like he is completely incompetent and is just i mean at this point it's it we all knew it uh, up till now, but the people behind Trump are the ones that are pulling all the strings. He's a literal uh, puppet, I guess. They're, they're, right. they're holding his arms and signing, having him sign things, basically. You know what I mean? Uh, if you play puppet on the string, that should be the new national anthem of the United States. Right. And again, it's nothing new. I mean, we look at uh, in the past and there's plenty of other oh. precedents you could compare this to, but... It's definitely nothing new, but you see it more clearly now than you have done in many years. It's so blatant, yeah, and it, and <laughs> they're so incompetent that it just every when something goes wrong, everybody goes haywire, and nobody in their administration knows what the hell is going on. I think a good ex- example of that that would be this week with Kellyanne Conway coming out and saying, "Oh yeah, no, General Flynn definitely he's definitely going to be uh, not." not resigning he's solid with us and then hours later literal hours later they <laughs> came out and said uh yeah he's resigning so one hand they then one side doesn't know what the other side's doing and they're, they're totally it's it's a shit show is what really is like i mean trump is is such a good president that uh the uh, even the monarchian newspapers doesn't really know how he looks like <laughs> right uh I wonder if this is has anything to do with the culture there. Maybe they don't watch TV a lot, or they just don't have TV that much. But uh, this, this newspaper so in the Dominican Republic um, made a mistake, I guess, when they were going to press, and they instead of putting a picture of Donald Trump, they put a picture of Alec Baldwin from Saturday Night Live dressed up like Donald Trump. It's so funny. I mean. If if you are the boss of that newspaper, you should be so fired. <laughs> and and he's, it's, they put it next to a picture of Benjamin uh, Netanyahu, uh, the yes. Israeli uh, prime minister, and he he's it's the it's a normal picture of him, and then next to him is Donald <laughs> Trump. And they're t- I I don't know what it says because I don't read uh, Spanish, but uh, I'm assuming it's talking about the Israeli. Uh, they had a meeting this week as well, so right. But it is—it's funny to see the two next to each other. That obviously, whoever oh. was putting in the pictures doesn't know who Donald Trump is, but it is very funny to see. He should be so fired. <laughs> uh, what is the video that we're going to watch this uh, week? 
Right. So uh, this week, this is a kind of, uh, I guess you call viral type video. It was all over the place, all over the Internet. Uh, Pierce Morgan and Jim Jeffries on Real Time with Bill Maher. Uh, One of just my kind favorite of a shows. Controversial little thing where uh, Jim Jeffries uh, and Pierce Morgan are talking about Obama. And I'm, I mean, Trump and uh, and. Every, uh, I guess at the time they were talking about the travel ban. So why don't you give us a countdown, Fro? Cool. Three, two, one, play. Could I ask this one last question? Uh, the people who said during the campaign that Hillary Clinton Disguise. was the lesser of two still... evils, could we get the apology right now? <laughs> why? Fuck why? you. As if, yeah. are you I, serious? I, I, I'm serious. Yeah. Like Hillary Clinton would have a cabinet with Betsy DeVos and, and fucking Rick Perry? Yeah, and like I, Hillary Clinton would have been at war with Russia. They, they oh, wait, she would have been at war with Russia. They wouldn't be feuding with everybody in the world. They wouldn't she wouldn't have had Goldman Sachs people on her cabinet. Oh, wait, she would have had Goldman Sachs people on her cabinet. There is no Muslim ban. If there was, oh, fuck off. Sorry, why did we fuck this is the point. This is a talk about the hysteria I'm talking about. 85% of okay, the world's Muslims are allowed into the country. This is what you do, Pierce. You say, he hasn't done this, he hasn't done that, he's not going to do all these things. Give him a fucking chance, mate. And you know what I mean? And why not? Hitler didn't kill the Jews on the first day. <laughs> he worked up to it, mate. Oh. <laughs> Go right to Hitler every time. That is the exact... Yeah, he's got a good show. Well, I don't think he has it anymore, but legit, he was a good TV show. He's not hysterical in Germany right away. He's not the new Hitler. You just like the... It was called legit, but I don't think it... I think it's over now. I'd have to look it up. Can I say one thing? I know it's all you like. It's on Netflix. You're losing your audience. I'm not losing my audience. Because you're sounding unpleasant. And you're also not <laughs> he just flipped them off for people not yeah. watching. This might be the John worst Waters. thing that could happen. Right. Yeah. You all haven't even considered this. Just suppose, just suppose that Donald Trump and these horrible white men and the one black man that's even worse, Ben Carlson, suppose <laughs> ben Carson. they made everything better. Wouldn't that be awful? Remember yeah, what happened. Yeah. Thank you, everybody. Uh, I like that last part. Wouldn't it be awful if they made everything better? <laughs> but yeah, that is a bit controversial this week. Uh, number, I think most people were talking talking about him saying "fuck off" to the guy, but to me, it was more like, uh, "What are you talking about, Bill Maher?" Well, Bill Maher is more. I I, I watch every real time with Bill Maher. Uh, yeah, I think he's funny, and and one of his uh, best. Have you seen Religious? Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah I mean I, that's a long time ago though. Uh, I think uh, lately he's been much more like I don't know. Um, maybe it's just because I'm not a Democrat, <laughs> and maybe right. that's what this all is. Is that I'm not a Democrat, and all these Democrats who are being very much like Republicans and doing the same thing that Bill Maher's doing, going. Say he's basically telling me to go fuck myself because I, you know what I mean? Uh, because That's I said, because I voted for Jill Stein is saying yeah. like, oh, you, look, making me out to be the bad guy. When in actuality, we all know the reason that Donald Trump got ele ele elected in the first place is because, uh, well, not the only reason, but the Democrats were corrupt. 
and right. everybody saw that they were corrupt. And uh, even though the Republicans were corrupt, they had uh, a base of people who were going to vote for corrupt people, and Democrats don't. And that's what happened. So, yeah, but what he said there at the beginning is, is ridiculous. The rest of it yeah. is very funny. But holy moly, you, you have been ex, 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 excused, accused, accused. That was hard for me to say for being a Democrat. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I have heard that from people that have listened to our podcast. That of being called a Democrat? Yeah. <laughs> well, what I, I mean, uh, I don't know why, why would somebody would say that because I, uh, because I talk you, crap you about liked, the Democrats. Well, you you liked Bernie Sanders, that's why. Who is an independent? So anybody out there? Yeah, he ran in the Democratic Party uh, for president, but he's been an independent for thirty years. So. You. Um, one of the reasons Bernie Sanders was so popular is that he wasn't a democrat that's why a lot of younger people liked him and because he had a real message that that was something he'd been talking about for 20 30 years and had never changed on had never flip-flopped like somebody like hillary clinton or donald trump who both are like uh they flip-flop more than uh a shoe store at the beach you know what i mean so (laughs) talking about changes do you think americans has has to change I think now uh, people are awake to what's been happening, and uh, that's awesome. I think that's great that people see uh, what's happening. And you can blame Donald Trump. It's been happening before Donald Trump. But now that people are seeing it happen and seeing even uh, Democrats voting in people like Betsy DeVos and voting in people like um, Ben Carson, uh, the Democrats are also voting these people in. It's not just the Republicans. So – yeah, people are getting very upset about the uh, about the way things uh, are in America right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, if it took Donald Trump to make that happen, that's kind of the silver lining of the bad. You know what I mean? So um, I totally agree. A, a good way to look at it. But yeah, uh, what does Tron have to say about it? Yeah, let's listen to that. This is Tron with Trump tells the truth. How did Donald Trump appear? Was it the conservative mistake? Was it the liberal mistake? Was it the corporate media mistake well after watching this and reading a lot and I've seen American politics for years I think it is America created him the best of America and the worst of America I'm going to see why the best the worst of America created him because it's something wrong with ideology of your country who's wrong with the ideology of a lot of countries you have a fate you believe you are the greatest, the freest, and make that to your religion. Nobody is better than you. Nobody is better than you, and nobody is better than you. Every war movie I see from the United States, whether it's about the First World War, the Second World War, is only what what happened to the Americans. How did the Americans suffer? How did the Americans got it? Everything is about you. It's not Trump who created that ideology it was you you think everything it's about you 24 7 what well you have a lot of wars in the world you never talk about you have a lot of terror in the world you don't talk about you know there was more terror in europe in the 60s 70s and 80s than it is now but still it happened something in the united states 
and having some with some Americans, and the world going ape shit like hell. You created that. Every one of you Americans created that ideology. When you have an ideology, when you believe you're the best all the time, that is your mantra. You have nothing to learn from anyone else. This is what happens. You created Donald Trump. Liberals created Donald Trump. Conservatives created Donald Trump. And people independent or in the center or anything, they created Donald Trump. You open the way to think like that. Think like you're exceptional without doing a damn fucking shit. Being the greatest just because you're born in America. I'm born in Norway. I live in Norway. I'm proud of my country. But I'm not proud of my country all the time. I don't believe my country is greatest on everything ever happened. I don't think my country should allow to say or do anything I want. It's like having a children. I'll, you will love them. But you don't want to say that they, your children always the right, always do the right thing and always are the best when it's t- probably are doing a lot of shitty things. That is a problem with you Americans. Every time you have to go, every time this happens, you wonder why? How did it happen? How did Bush come along? How did Reagan come along? It came along because of you. Every one single one of you. You have to start changing the way you look at the world and travel the world. Be living in the world and see the world, your country, from another perspective. Because this cannot go on. People are now not angry at Trump or because they are angry about Trump. It's more than that. We had it. We are tired of this bullshit. We have kissed your ass for years and we listen to your bullshit for years and we only come along just because we need to. Because if we criticize you, oh holy shit. The media from left to right is saying, no way it's bullshit. And you said, no, that will not happen if America just did it. When we, we have so self-awareness, no, we don't. When France opposes you against the Iraq war, you are apeshit. France opposes you after 9-11, you have not got the war. The left and right join together. French fries become freedom fries. Well, there you got it. You created Donald Trump. You created George W. Bush. And you created Ronald Reagan. From left to right, from west to east from west, every single one of you. If you don't want those people to come along so old patient in the future, you have to start thinking differently. Because I'm sick of it, Europeans are sick of it, a lot of people around the world is sick of it. These days is happening something different, my funny Norway. People who are conservatives, yes, conservatives, are criticizing you and have problems with you. Well, it took a long time for them to oh, get a head out their ass, but they did at least. They, well, so what can I say to you tonight on this? You have to change. Do you want change? Yes. But stop with yourself, God damn, damn it. This was Tron with Tron Tells the Truth. That was uh, Tron telling the truth about Americans has uh, to change. Um, we have an email address. It's another digital citizen at gmail.com. Another digital citizen at gmail.com. We will soon meet the only one that has uh, written a letter uh, into that email address, Jeremy. Well, there was one other person. (laughs) Actually, there was two other people that wrote into the email address a long time ago. Remember Ruben? He sent in a... uh, Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure he still listens, but he sent an email a long time ago, and we got one other email with a 
joke when we asked for jokes at one point. But oh, yeah. since then, yeah. Since then, it's been his private email. I think the problem uh, is a lot of if people do listen, I think they have a probably have an issue of like, what am I supposed to email in about? And my yeah. my thing would be to say anything, anything you want us to talk about, anything that's happening in your area that you find interesting, yeah. uh, anything about TVs, TV movies, wrestling news. Boom. Send it in. We'll talk about it. Yeah. And if you're a girl, send nudes. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and by the way, I'm not the one that has the password to the email address. Luke is. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. <laughs> it is true. Uh, we also have a Facebook. Sorry, we have a Facebook uh, page. It's called Another Digital Citizen. Uh, you can search for that, and um, <laughs> you can write uh, things in our uh, Facebook uh, page. Uh, many it's people steadily growing. I actually yep. uh, accepted somebody from India uh, a couple days ago. Cool. Yep. Super cool. We have a big audience there for some strange reason. <laughs> and Japan, yeah. And Japan. Big in Japan, you know. Uh, it's because of my singing. Uh, they love yeah, karaoke. Yeah, it's got to be it. Yep, they love karaoke. So Luke, <laughs> and, Luke, Luke and Japan has something uh, in uh, similar. They love when Fro sings. Oh, we just um, lost all that audience. But all right. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <clears throat> Have you seen anything <laughs> on TV lately? Uh, yeah, not a whole lot going on this week in TV. Um, but there was Legion, the first episode of Legion this week. Did you check yep. that out, Fro? Uh, yes. Why don't we start w- with what you think? Uh, I was confused by this first episode. Uh, I was confused by this first episode, but uh, then I saw the second episode today. Oh, okay. I haven't and, seen it. Uh, right. Yeah, and uh, I I just love it. I I think it's really good. I think it's going to be a really good series. Very weird and uh, like very very weird. I, I, there were certain parts of it I was like, uh, this is really awesome, and then other parts where I was like, this is a little too. Um, not complex, uh, a little too confused on purpose. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like, what the heck is going on? Did that really happen? Did this not happen? I guess I'm gonna have to see the second episode because um, that first episode was confusing on purpose. You know what I mean? Yes. So yes, yes, yes. yes. It uh, gets another more, thing. More, oh, it go. gets more more clear uh, uh, later. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and I saw this week on Netflix, if anybody out there has Netflix, Frequency and No Tomorrow are already up there, complete first seasons. So that was cool. quick. Yeah. Um, they must have a deal with CW, uh, Netflix. And then Raw, I guess we'll talk about Raw later, uh, or do we want to talk about Emelina now? Oh, I, I, this was so, this was so fucking stupid. I, I, I saw, I saw a meme uh, I think it maybe was KFed News that that called it the biggest reveal since that fucking egg. A gobbledygooker, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, go ahead. And yeah. more or less said, no, I'm not going to be Emelina. I'm going to be Emma. Well, and then just walked no off. 
shit, Sherlock. We were never going to call him Lena anyway. <laughs> uh, I mean, what do you think the payoff is here? Do you think they're going to go another 20 uh, weeks or 17 weeks and then she's going to come no back clue. as old Emma? Guess what? I have what? no fucking interest Or does she just this. never come back to TV ever again? And ne- Like, this is just the end of it. I really hope so. And I loved her in the next thing. Oh, I, uh, well, I mean, I loved her when she was in WWE, even, uh, yeah. but but they didn't give her a chance, so. But this is so shit there. This is so bad. And it was just a big F you to the fans, right? I mean, yeah. that, there's a lot of people saying, oh, you don't get it. It's a joke. It's a, all a big joke. Yeah, it's a joke on you. Yeah. <laughs> That's, yeah. You the fans. Yes, it is a joke. It's a joke on you, the person who's saying it's a joke. That's what you don't seem to understand is they're playing the joke on you. Um <sighs> Saying, like, oh, look, you'll just watch anything we put out there, is what they're saying. But End of Smackdown was so fucking good, though. I Uh, have not uh, Oh, wait, yeah, I did finish it. Right. Yeah, with Randy Orton standing tall saying, I will not face you at WrestleMania. I love that. And people are still thinking this is going to go into a match where it... Up until WrestleMania, it's going to be a slow build to the mm. Ray Wyatt Randy Orton match but I think no I don't know I don't think that's oh, yeah. the case no I have a strange feeling that the Wrestlemania match is going to be something completely different hmm. do you okay. want me to spec can we speculate a little since we we we, we do have the time for it Sure. Uh, why don't we wait for Jeremy to get on? We're going to talk about wrestling then, and then yeah, but, I'll write but, it down. But, yeah, go ahead, so you remember. But, but, just let me say this. What if I say uh, uh, one name to you, Finn Balor? On SmackDown? Mm, yes. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Do you know why I'm saying that? The reason why I'm thinking of that is his kind of gimmick and his kind of thing is the demon. Right. It uh, would be a good... They'd ha- he would have to come in, like, next week or something like that, like, would. soon, because they ha- they're going to have to build it up to WrestleMania. It can't just be, yes. like, last minute. But would you love that? It would be interesting. Um, yeah. I have a weird suspicion that... What if Randy Orton challenged uh, Owens for the Raw title? Ooh. Oof, I would love that. Yeah, I don't know. It's possible, I guess. You get a cross-brand thing going on on WrestleMania. And, and and the end of Raw was also amazing. I mean, that heel turn was one of the best heel turns in 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 so long. When he gave him the list. And, oh, and, right, yeah. And, and, and that wasn't the end of Raw. The end, the end of Raw was the women's match. But yeah, right, uh, right. yeah that, the, that whole segment was pretty good. Yeah, and he gives him the list, and Derek goes like, "Why is my name on this?" <laughs> so I, I, I was so confused. Yeah, why is his name on this? It was very well and shot then, by the cameraman to get the to list. get the thing. Yeah, yeah, and it says the list of KO, and I was like, "Oh my god!" So I think I think one of the things that we will get from Rob was uh, when he spoke to. Stephanie McMahon, she had to tell him something that made him go heel on Jericho. 
because he had a conversation with Stephanie McMahon. Uh, which uh, Triple H, right? Yeah, Triple H. Sorry, just before right. This. Because Triple H gave him the shot. Yeah, I, there's a lot of people speculating that we're going to get some kind of Samoa Joe Owens Triple H faction, maybe with somebody else in there as mm-hmm. well. I don't know who else would be in there. Kale. Uh, well, him and yeah, yeah. I don't know somebody else maybe, maybe just the when, three of them. But yeah, a powerhouse. I I'm I'm so excited. It, it's, it, this is going to sound really weird. L- listen to this. I'm so excited for Fastlane. <laughs> <laughs> I can, I, like I, last year's fast lane was so shitty, and now I'm so excited. Right. Uh, I don't know. If, I have a feeling yeah. we're gonna get everybody's gonna be very upset with the Goldberg Owens match, but it, no matter which way it goes, I feel like people are gonna be upset with it. So we'll see oh, what yes. happens with that. But yeah, what have you seen on TV this week, Fro? Uh, married with children from the start. I never did that. Oh, that's pretty cheesy. <laughs> I love Married with Children. Yeah, it is. It, it It's fun. Uh, does it hold up? Do you feel like? Yes, I, I do think so. But mainly I've seen a lot of Columbo. Right. A lot of Columbo. I wish I could go yeah. back and rewatch it uh, without for the first time. You know what I mean? But yeah, yeah. this is my first time. So it's pretty exciting. But uh, I mean, it's 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 uh, it's uh, a lot of good episodes, and it is like you said. I I was so I was so amazed the other day. I was like watching it, and suddenly uh, Johnny Cash was in one episode, and I I, I just love that episode. Right, you, you'll see all these actors that uh, it might have been before they were really famous, or even. People who are just bit actors who are in everything, right. and they're in episodes of that. And yeah, there are funny things about it. Sometimes you'll have actors who do two episodes as different characters, like yes. seasons apart, and you're like, uh, yeah. "Wasn't he just?" Because you're watching it in order, like uh, closer together than it would have been originally. It's like, oh, "Okay, that guy's right. the same person," but you know, it's fun. Yeah. So Columbo and Married with Children, and uh, I, I, I think Married with Children. Uh, is underrated to be to be completely honest with you i think it's freaking hilarious a lot i think uh, it's a acquired taste there's a lot of people who really really like it and there's a lot of people who think it's really really bad i think i'm right in the middle i think it's funny but it's not something that i go out of my way to watch so right. what did you think about uh i haven't watched the most recent one from yesterday but outsiders uh it's gotten crazy weird yes it's gone Cuckoo wedge. The whole part where the where he gets locked up in the basement of that lady's. Yep. Wow, that's weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and the path has also gone in a more normal. Uh, I I I path was crazy the two first episodes and then they turned into more melancholic drama series. I'm not that excited by the path's uh, way to go into. Uh, the series. I think season two still is good, but I'm a little disappointed of of where I I, I understand where they're going, but it seems like they're going there in the wrong direction almost. If you understand what I mean. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm gonna give it a chance. Just that second episode. Uh, the whole. I just really I want to see what happens with uh Hawk 
that's yeah, that's the too. hook and like yeah. i'm gonna wait for it so they did they yeah. that, they did their job there at least yeah oh definitely uh hey i watched uh, an oscar movie this uh week that was fucking long <laughs> one of the longest movies i've seen in quite a while really okay uh fences oh my gosh uh, so this was originally a play since uh, it's only two hours and 20 minutes so it's not that long it must have just felt long it felt really uh, long. It's directed by Denzel Washington and has Denzel Washington in the lead. And okay. it's based on a play that Denzel Washington was in. And he loved, okay. he loved that play so much that he wanted to make a movie of it. I like, see. That's, that's the story that's it. behind it. So if you love Denzel Washington, this is the movie for you, is what you're saying, bro. It's uh, really Denzel Washington is in this uh, and he's the best in it. And uh, I mean, I I never saw the the play, so I can't judge it on that at all. But uh, the movie is kind of a playable. Like I understand. Um, uh, how can I explain this? I can see that this was adopted to movie uh, by a play. You understand what I mean? Uh, I guess so. I mean, to a degree. But uh, the act, there's nothing wrong with actors. There's nothing wrong with this movie. I, I personally didn't get super excited at the end. I thought it was a good movie, but nothing more. I was like, yeah, I can understand that this gets some uh, Oscar... Uh, nominations but for me for me when i see an oscar movie uh, i want to be gripped and i will talk a, a lot about more more about that when we talk about movies we've seen this week because uh, i saw your last week's uh, movie hacks or rich i saw this week because you mm-hmm. talked so so good about it and and uh, in comparison uh, without, without like spoil, spoiling uh, Hacks or Ridge, because what a fucking good movie. Uh, I've, I, I felt like I was watching something that was made as a movie more than when I saw Hacks or uh, Ridge, when I was thinking, oh my god, this is such a good story. Right. So. So Fences was more of a, of of like uh, if I saw this at the theater, I think I would be more satisfied because it's kind of a theater play, and it it, it feels like that. I I don't I I, I don't hate it. I I will give it I will give it a, a seven and a half out of ten. But it wasn't. Uh, I, I don't know. How I can say it, but but I just feel like there was something missing there, and it felt so long. Right. It I, again, it's only two hours and nineteen minutes, so it's not really that long a movie. It just felt long to Fro. Yeah. Uh, but according to IMDb, seven point five out of ten. So they're agreeing with you, Fro. Rotten Tomatoes has ninety four percent. So that's high. a lot higher on Rotten Tomatoes. Box office, uh, it made f- 
54 million and it cost 24 million to make so over they doubled their money over doubled their money uh, yep. this came out in december of last year it actually came out on christmas kind of a weird did this have any christmas uh feel <laughs> no. to it or no no not, okay not came out on christmas weird yeah uh and yeah uh, like Fro said, Denzel Washington all over this thing. Yeah, and I, I mean, I mean, it's depressing. It's a depressing movie, and I think I, I, I was going into it uh, uh, thinking this, uh, like when I see play based on the play and things like that, I was thinking it was maybe going to be a little more positive than this movie is because oh my god, it is a depressing movie. But I, I. I I would I would like you to see it because it's it's uh, yeah give give your opinion upon upon it because I think maybe you will have another take off of it than me. All right, Strange, yeah, uh, I'll, maybe I'll check it out. I, there's plenty of those movies I have to check out still, and uh, that's one of them. So, yep. So it's time for our main topic, uh, and uh, strangely enough, Luke. I feel that we are not alone. No, we're not. <gasps> I think people know that from the intro of the show, but yes, Jeremy is here. Hi, Jeremy. Hi, everybody. And guess what? You don't have to uh, say synonyms and adjectives this time. And someone from another podcast will not interfere with everything you try to say. Okay. Wow, obscure, obscure references that only like <laughs> ten people in the world will understand. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I haven't even listened to that podcast. Uh, and I was huh? on it. <laughs> yep. I listened to it and he sounds like a jerk. Uh I love talking about podcast people that are not there. But uh yeah, uh Jeremy. Uh, present yourself. What do you do, and why are you here talking about musicals? Do you well, know anything about musicals? I know a thing or two about musicals. Uh, I have a degree in musical theater. Well, not musical theater specifically, just <laughs> musical uh, theater uh, directing and management specifically. Cool. And I've been a stage manager for over 10 years now. I work for Carnival Cruise Lines on their ships as a stage manager. Oh. Uh, yeah. The past couple of years, I've stage managed a few pretty large shows here and in the fact, Dallas area. Fun fact. You're not gay. <laughs> not gay at all. Uh, that uh, I, We have to talk uh, two seconds about that. That is such a uh, um, myth. Um, about everything that has to do with musicals. Why I mean, do you it's think not, that is? It, it's, a, it's a myth based in reality in that there's a lot of uh, the gay community, as AJ Styles would say, right. <laughs> uh, in the theater world. And it's just because, uh, you know, arts have always been very, uh, very accepting of other people, even when others haven't. Right. Right. So, but uh, so, uh, do you remember what was your uh, first musical that you saw ever? Yes. Uh, when I was in grade school, uh, I was in Yukon, Oklahoma, and 
the the grade school I was in was a couple blocks away from the high school, so they walked my third grade class. I think it was third grade, might have been fourth. Walked us over to the high school, and they did a production of Annie, and we saw that. Mm. Yeah. The sh- uh, the sun will come out tomorrow. Yep, that one. <laughs> And to me, you know, I know it was high school. Like now I recognize that it was a high school production, but to me that was like pretty awesome. Have you ever, have have you always had a fondness for musicals? Yes. Uh, I just, I don't, I didn't really grow up with it, but for some reason, like they, they seeped into my brain somehow. Uh, Might've been my grandmother and one of my aunts. Like watched a lot of older stuff because when I started performing in things, uh, especially the second show I was ever in, uh, Guys and Dolls, I knew a lot of songs in it. And I was like, why do I know all these songs? <laughs> <laughs> so when uh, your your education, I'm, I'm, I'm a stupid Norwegian. That's why I'm asking all the stupid questions. Uh, how long is it? And is, is it a... What kind of education is it? Is it like I I, I really don't understand, uh, and and is stupid to this, so that's why I'm asking. I don't understand the question. What are you saying? Uh, well, uh, what kind of education is it? Is it um, a measurable uh, education, or is it more uh, artsy education? Oh, it's it's an arts education. Uh, I went. I mean, I went to a a state school here in the United States called Murray State University. Okay. And got my degree in that. I, I also have a minor in psychology. So. Ooh. Yeah. So I can tell you about my problems. You can, but I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we, we are going to talk about West, uh, worst and best musicals. Uh, we, we have... A mix between uh, plays and uh, uh, movies, and Luke, you you just have movies, right? Yeah, I mean, some of these probably uh, they're also musicals, but they like I went with mostly movies because, well, it has to be something you have seen to say if it's good or bad. And right. I haven't seen a lot of musicals on the stage, so the ones I picked were mostly uh, mostly just uh, all the ones you would I've seen of musicals which we've talked about a lot in the past i'm not a fan of musicals to begin with so this was not easy for me to do because <laughs> the f- my five are probably the only five uh live action musical uh films that i actually even like in the whole world so it was a little <laughs> difficult to find that list and then the worst it was hard to do because i don't like any of them so they're all the worst to me kind of. um <laughs> So yeah, uh, I, I mean, I guess it's it's all preference and everything of what you what you enjoy and what you don't. Just something I don't enjoy, I guess. Uh, right. But uh, that's pretty it's much like what a- my list is. I stuck to just live action films. I I, I didn't put like um, Nightmare Before Christmas or uh, South Park on here or you know things like that. So yeah, okay. It'd be like asking me to come up with my top ten favorite seafood dishes because I just don't eat seafood at all. So. Right. Yes, because that's so similar. Musicals and fish dishes. <laughs> well, if you've never had, fi- if you'd never eaten them, that uh, eaten any of them, yes, then yeah, it would be a little I'm difficult. Joking. Yeah, I'm joking. 
So, Luke, what is your number five worst musical? Worst? Um, we're starting with worst. I went with Evita because it's long and it's boring. Uh, <laughs> and... Hurt, you already hurt my heart. It just, right. uh... This list is just, you're going to be like, I hate this list. It's horrible. <laughs> but yeah, that's my, that's my number one. I'm not, I'm not a fan, so... Is it because of Madonna, Madonna yes. in it? It has yes. to do a lot with Madonna. Yes. Yes. I, I'm uh, never going to get over the fact that she faked a British accent for a few years because she was married to a British guy. I'm never going to get over that. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. Really I, I kind of like Vita. I, I, I don't, I don't mind Vita at all. Jeremy is going to totally jack my number five. I already know that. But uh, Evita? No, I, I don't really have a problem with it. All right. What about you, Jeremy? Do you like it? Yeah, uh, I stage managed a production of that two years ago here in Dallas. Uh, a year and a half, really. And it was one of the best shows I've ever worked on. We've been, we, we were nominated for a local theater award Ooh, with oh, that production. Cool. Yeah. Did cool. it do well as far as box office? Oh, yeah, yeah. Sold out, I want to say, 80% of the performances. Wow. My number five <laughs> is Les Miserables. <laughs> I fucking hate Les, Les Mis. It's, it's one of my least favorite musicals of all time. Uh, I, I just... Have you seen the movie, Luke? It's, it's so atrociously bad. I want to say I did, but I, I may have blocked it from my entire from my memory. <laughs> I mean, it's huge Jackman singing. He can't sing. Right. And guess yes, what? I have seen this. Yes. And it's even worse when it, when when it comes to oh that British actor, uh, no Australian actor, uh, Russell Crowe. He's he's the worst in this. The best thing about this is Anne Hathaway, but it, I, I just freaking hates that musical. It's uh. so boring and it's so <laughs> long. <laughs> I mean, the, okay, uh, yeah, you're you're right on that. The show's too long and Russell Crowe can't sing, but Hugh Jackman is a legit Broadway star. Like he, like before any of this happened, he's been right. he's done. Multiple productions on Broadway. I just, I, I did not get this movie. I, I did not get it. Uh, so that's my number five. What's your number five, uh, Jeremy? My number five of worst is a show that represents everything wrong with the current strand of uh, uh, Broadway musicals coming out and that they're just cash grabs based on known properties and that is legally blonde the musical <laughs> i never even heard about this yeah i didn't know that was even a thing yeah i mean legally blonde itself is a good movie you know it's enjoyable to watch yes and then, but then you add mediocre music to it oh and it's God. just just don't <laughs> just don't bother wow I know a lot of people who like it, but they're generally either younger people or super gay people who love musicals no matter what's in them. 
Right. Right. Like they don't. Yeah, they don't. Strange that young people would like it because Legally Blonde. When did that come out? The film like two <laughs> thousand something like that. Yeah, mid two thousand ish. Yeah. Two thousand one is when it came out. It's it, it's not a horribly good movie. It's an okay movie. That's even more surprising for me because it's like if people ask me for the best like uh, comedy movie, Legally Blonde is not in in my top ten. I mean, it's yeah. a, it's an okay movie. Yeah, that's what I say. It's it's perfectly fine as a movie, yeah. but it did not need the musical treatment. Wow. And there's that's... a lot of them like that, and I mean, we can get into as a whole genre of stuff like Heather's the musical and other things like that. It's just why why do that? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Shrek the musical is bad enough, you know. Yeah. I mean, I've seen Shrek the Musical. Uh, it, it wasn't atrocious. It was bad enough, but uh, I agree. Uh, Luke, your number four. I went with The King and I. The the uh, actual movie, I guess. Because yeah. <laughs> it's just bad. Um, Yul Brenner is bad in it. He's not a great singer. And yeah. Your Brenner Brenner is overrated. I I I'm going to say it. He's an overrated actor. I, I I think there's a lot of people that see the bad in him, at least from what I'm to understand. But yeah, right. I'm never a fan of this movie. I remember uh, somebody I knew when I was younger really liked this movie, and they'd always want to watch it, and I never wanted to watch it. So that maybe has something to do with it. I I haven't seen that movie in many 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 years. It's an old movie. I mean, yeah. 50s, I think. So it's, yeah, it's a very old. Something like that. You're not going to get, yeah. I'm going to say, you're not going to get any arguments from me about it because a thing that people need to understand before we really get into the list is that I do not like most entertainment from before 1965. Ooh. <laughs> so if, right. it, so if, yeah, if it, Anything like that is just too old and archaic for me to really enjoy. And oh. also, it was written by Rodgers and Hammerstein, which I appreciate their place in history. I hate their style of musical. Can't stand them. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see if Luke can guess what musical this is. Uh, uh, that is my number four. Hey, Luke, have you heard of a musical where everything is on skates? <laughs> everything is on is it Greece? No. Nope. Everything uh, is on skates. Yes. Like ice skates or no, roller no, skates. Roller skates. Second clue, it was written by Andrew Lloyd Webber. <laughs> yes, it was. Uh I don't know. Everybody's on skates. You got yep. me. Starlight Express is my number four. It's, I've never even uh, heard of that. It's uh, the worst one of one of the worst uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber musicals ever. Uh, yeah. I have one that's that's that I, that is worse on my list. But but Starlight Express, I I've seen. I, was it a movie? Uh, wasn't it? Uh, am I remembering incorrect here, Jeremy? I actually don't know. It didn't make my list because I haven't actually watched it because I have zero interest in it. So I don't know if yeah. it, if they made a video of it or not. 
But I, I think I think I've, I've I saw it first uh, videoed, and it's so it's so atrocious. I mean, it it has to be made in the eighties. I mean, it's it feels like such an eighties musical, and it's there's no good songs in it. There's there's <laughs> There's a lot of roller skating. I will say that. <laughs> I, I mean, that isn't the point of a musical. Like, if roller I skating was see... huge in the '80s, though. This came out in 1984, by the way, yeah. and uh, there was a video, but there was never a movie version of this. Right. But I, yep. I just, I just, uh, it's, it's totally uninteresting uh, uh, music, and oh, so boring. What's your number four, uh, Jeremy? My number four is another newer style musical. It's called Moving Out. It's a musical which can be fall into a subgenre that they call a jukebox musical. Okay. Uh, jukebox musical means they take the songs of an established artist, in this case, Billy Joel, and... Ah. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and loosely tie a story to them and put it on stage. This one is particularly bad because the singer is sort of involved in the story, but mostly it's just a band doing a concert with people dancing around. The way that they staged the original production had Twyla Tharp, who's a legendary choreographer, and the band was just sort of put up on a platform out of the way so that they just get out of the way of the dancing. And it's just, Sounds if I want a Billy Joel concert, I'll go to Madison Square Garden where he does a show every month. Right. And it's moving out without the G. You got to get the yeah. G out of there and put in the apostrophe. Right. Yep. That sounds horrible. Yeah. I mean, I love Billy Joel. He's he's. One of my like top five favorite artists of all time. But not. <laughs> Your number three, uh, Luke. I went with Little Shop of Horrors. I oh, never liked on. this movie. And again, this is one that it's probably because of my past. My sister loved this movie and Me she too. always wanted to watch it. And I was always like, oh, I don't want to see that again. So it kind of, I think I'm biased because of that. My own history with with the movie itself. I might enjoy it more if... Uh, if that wasn't for that, but yeah, uh, I'm trying I, to not. I'm trying to not audibly react too much to your picks, but this, <laughs> this I told be you this is going to be a hard list for you. But uh, <laughs> so this yeah. should be a video podcast. People would be enjoying how how hurt I am by your pick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, I, it's I, I, clenching your harm. chest. It's causing me physical harm to listen to what you pick. <laughs> I love that musical. Uh, yes, uh, it's so good. Uh, Again, you could probably put any. I could have picked a lot of musicals and just thrown them into a lot of these spots. I think I'll maybe like only number one. My only my number one is really like super educated. Okay, this is the one I hate the most. All the rest of them are kind of like I'll probably kind of throw them around into the any of those spots. But yeah, I remember the first time I saw Little Shop of Horrors, and I was so amazed by it. It's one of my favorite musicals of all time. Oh, no, I might like the stage play more if I saw it. I think I actually saw a version of it at one point. Uh, oh. At one point. But I don't like the... I'm talking about the movie specifically, so... Yeah, it would be on my six, sixth on the best. 
hold on, I'm gonna say the movie is fairly um, faithful to the stage play, but the stage play does have some uh, better elements that work comedically. Right. Right. Number three for me is uh, Rock of Ages. Um, I think the main reason why this is number three is I fucking hate Tom Cruise in this movie. It's it's. Uh, I only seen the uh, the movie and I'm only judging it from that. But <laughs> that man can't sing, like that man can't sing, and it's kind of hard. <laughs> you don't say. Have... <laughs> yes. And it's kind of hard to have a musical around a man that can't sing. Like, yeah. That's why I don't like Rock of Ages. I don't know if it's a good uh, play. i never seen the original. i, I just seen this atrocious movie. The one good thing you can say about Rock of Ages is that because that show exists, Brett Michaels broke his nose on the Tony Awards <laughs> broadcast. Really? Yeah, because they did uh, in the opening number of, oh god, what was it? 2010, 2011 Tony Awards? In the big opening number, they had like a medley of the, the shows nominated for Best New Musical, and Poison yeah. came out and they did a part, you know, they did Talk Dirty to Me as a, you know part of Rock of Ages. Right. And then Brett Michaels turned around to run off stage and there was a piece of scenery flying in from above and he went face first into it. (laughs) (laughs) Have you seen the play? I have not. Not yet. I'm sort of interested because I love 80s hair metal. Yeah. But, again, it's a jukebox musical and I just, meh. What did you think about the movie? Have you seen the movie? I have not seen the movie. Yeah, it's atrocious. Have you seen the movie, Luke? Uh, no, I have not. Don't. What is your <laughs> number three, Jeremy? My number three is a show called Chess. Oh my now, god. I hate, yeah. I hate you. I hate you. I hate you. I hate you. <laughs> it's a show about international oh. intrigue and chess you. players. And it's you. way too goddamn long. And the no, songs not. are not good. It has one really good song that everybody knows called One Night in Bangkok. Night in Bangkok. <laughs> yeah. Which is directly out of the show, not changed nope. for pop radio. No. But all the other shows are a lot more traditional. All the other songs in it are a lot more traditional Broadway songs. So that song doesn't really fit with the rest of the show. And who is it made by? Oh, Jesus. Uh, I don't know his name right off the top of my head. Half of Alba. Yeah. Bjorn it's just, Yeah, it's just too long and stupid. I just, no. <laughs> no, you are wrong. Have you seen, <laughs> have you seen Chess, Luke? Uh, no, I have not. What the You're going to hear that a lot from me. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, what is your number two, Luke? Uh, number two. Oh, I want Sound of Music, specifically ah. because of the length of this of this movie from 1965. <laughs> uh, three hours of something I don't want to watch is too much. But look, the hills are alive with the Sound of Music. I heard that. Yeah. I do like. Uh, I mean, I haven't seen a good spoof of the opening of this movie in a long time. So they need to bring spoofs <laughs> back of that. 
because they've been done <laughs> over and over again. Wow, one of my favorite musicals. Uh, Jeremy, do you like Sound of Music? I mean, we've already discussed how I feel about Rodgers and Hammerstein, so yeah, right. <laughs> I I did the I I worked. But is that your favorite of them? Uh, it might be actually if I yeah. think about it. Hmm. But a, a fun little story about my experience with Sound of Music: the first time that I actually worked on it, uh, I was an intern between my sophomore and junior years of college working for a, a summer theater and we were building sets and then at night we would run a show and in the rehearsal space they posted a list of all the songs and I noticed that there were 26 songs in the first act to which I told everybody this is just evidence that Rogers and Hammerstein didn't know when to shut up that's <laughs> <laughs> not 26 full songs there's a lot of reprises Right, but the hill of sunlight. Yeah, I'm not going to sing, uh, but uh, yeah, I I really like that musical. Uh, my number two is Grease Two, not to be confused <laughs> with the original Grease, but uh, uh, I mean, when you make a sequel to Grease, how fucking stupid are you? Greece is amazing. Greece 2 is definitely not. <laughs> I think uh, I've actually seen that. Yeah. I mean, what can I say? It, it's it's it, not not only is it the sequel, but it's one of the worst musical sequels of all time. I I can't think of anything else that has been sequelized in musicals. And it's shit. Mm. It's shit. Oh, what are the I chances think. we get a Legally Blonde 2, though? I mean, <laughs> oh, God. Please don't. Please don't. <laughs> Jeremy, yeah, have you I've... seen Grease 2? No, it's one of those that's so bad that I've avoided it. So I just, I, I just don't even consider it. <laughs> yeah. Didn't even but cross my you... mind making this list. What is your number two? Number two is a musical review of Rodgers and Hammerstein's songs, and it's called Some Enchanted Evening. So it's all the bad wrapped up into one thing. That's funny. Yeah. It is. (laughs) Yeah. It's a really boring musical. Yeah. It's it's pretty awful. Yeah. I don't know why I didn't think of that, but uh, I think I didn't think of it because it's so awful. I can't believe I've seen that. Oh, it's so bad. Luke, what is your number one worst musical of all time? This one was pretty easy for me. Uh, Hairspray from 2007. The movie. <laughs> Sing-along movie. Uh, this was awful. It had John Travolta as a woman in it, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... Uh, it took a movie that was about um, ra- racial divisions and uh, sexism and turned it into this puff piece to f- a sing-along piece. It was uh, it was just all wrong in my opinion, and it was terrible. So yeah, yeah, I don't um, like. I just don't like John Waters as a filmmaker, and I just especially don't <gasps> like him as a 
oh. <laughs> as a we had John John Waters fighter. was in a clip we did in the uh, in the news earlier that we were yeah. here for Jeremy, but yeah, double John Waters references on the on the uh, podcast. But uh, yeah, I think hairspray is his worst thing that he ever did. That. Uh, what was the one? Uh, uh, not penis. It was called Pecker. Pecker was the worst one that I remember him doing. Oh yeah, that's right. He did that as well. My worst musical, uh, number one. uh, No surprise for people that knows me, but it's Cats. I told you Andrew Lloyd Webber would show up again. This is a musical about cats. And to be honest, it's a little like Jeremy said about chess. There's one good song, and the rest of them are shits like Memories. That is the best song in cats. The rest of them are atrocious, and it's one of the most boring musicals there is. And I know Tilly is having spasms uh, at home when she's listening to (laughs) this because she has a lot of cats. I hate cats. I am allergic to cats. And I think dogs are the best thing ever. Uh, Why should I watch cats? It's only cats that are singing to each other. It makes no fucking sense. It's my worst musical of all time. Please don't tell me you love cats, uh, Jeremy. No, I do not love cats. Good. But what is your worst musical of all time? Well, if I consult my spreadsheet here, it turns out that my number one worst musical is Cats. No! Is it? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I wrote down. That is so funny. It's it's awful. There's like like Fro said. There's no good songs. It makes zero sense. Ugh. And the the scenery is stupid. The, everything yeah. they everything they do about it is just wrong and awful. There's no redeeming qualities to this show. <laughs> the only redeeming quality of that show is that it ends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but not for a long time. Uh, to the listeners, we did not talk about our lists yeah. uh, b- before this. So I, oh, no, I, yeah, no, we never do. Yeah, yeah, uh, but I, I just have to say that. I, I was sincerely surprised that you picked cats. <laughs> I, I was sure that you were going to say, oh, my God, you hate cats. No. No, I'm really happy about that. Uh, have you ever heard cats, uh, Luke? I've never seen the whole thing. I know. I mean, I know memories. I know a couple like songs from it, uh, but I've never seen the whole thing. No, I would never sit through that. Uh, I got a video here. Do you guys want to watch Brett Michaels getting injured during the Tony Awards? Oh, I would love to. Yeah. All right, <laughs> I put it up on the Skype. Yep. Uh, and I guess just let me know when you guys are done or are ready. I think it's only like twenty seconds. So. Are you ready, Jeremy? I'm trying to figure out how I get to see the the video on Skype on my phone here. Oh, you just push the link. Uh, I don't have a link. Let me see. Oh, oh there it is. There it is. I yep. see it. I see it. Okay. Yep, ready. All right, In... I'll do the countdown. 
Okay. Uh, in three, two, one, play. <laughs> oh, I like that guy's. That guy's hair is ridiculous. <laughs> it's easy to fill, man. All right, Broadway. Oh. <laughs> All right, slow motion. Oh no, is he gonna get cut in half? Oh, I guess not. All right. Well, uh, we'll stop there. Yeah. Wow. Neil wow. Patrick Harris comes in and says something awesome. They so, cut yeah. it off before. I thought he was gonna get chopped in half by the scenery. Like he was, he was gonna land on his back, <laughs> and then that thing was coming down on him, and they cut away. Nah, uh, he just rolled underneath it like Indiana Jones. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I watched it live, so. <laughs> oh my god. That's I'd never seen that, so that's amazing. funny. Oh, that's amazing. Well, let's talk about the best musicals. Uh, and well, hold, hold on, bro. Can I talk oh, yes. about... We have, we have... Sorry, I, I skipped some honorable mentions. I have a list of dishonorable mentions, uh, which are <laughs> shows that I didn't figure were bad enough to make it to the top five or bottom five, however you want to think about it. Yep. But just bad shows that need to be mentioned so that people know to avoid them. <laughs> Please tell uh, us. First one would be Pippin, uh, okay. which is about Charlemagne's son becoming a man. Not good music. It's old, and the story is pretty awful. Uh, so yeah, just don't do it. And let me get back to my list. Uh, second would be The Little Mermaid. I am adamantly anti-Disney <laughs> on Broadway, and the Broadway version is incredibly exponentially worse than the movie so the added song it, it doesn't work on stage because of all the water or the water effects there's not really water on it's just bad is it the worst yeah. disney musical does it uh, lion yes. king is lion king yes. better or worse lion king is better okay. aladdin is better <laughs> just don't uh oh. the, tommy Sorry? The Who, The Who's Tommy? Tommy? Okay. I like that movie. I mean, I'm I'm a weirdo though, so. Yeah, it's a weird movie. It's got two good songs in Pinball Wizard and Acid Queen, but the rest of it is just like drug-fueled madness. <laughs> and then well, finally, you're saying the the song called Acid Queen isn't drug-fueled? <laughs> yeah, but it's supposed to be, and it's good. Right. I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> and then Finally is the Adams Family musical. And it's not that it's a bad musical. It's okay. The story's written. Like, everything about it is mediocre. The story's written just okay. The music's okay. It has one or two good songs in it. But the problem is that the writers seemed like they were writing one story and then suddenly had the opportunity to post the Adams Family onto it. So they didn't get the Adams Family mystique into the show. Real. Like, right. my, my biggest problem with it is that it could have been so much better than it was. Right. Just not a good show. Did they say what they were basing it off of, the, uh, the TV show or the films? The comics, those are two kind of different feelings. The original comic strip was what they based oh, it on. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. 
My dishonorable mention. TV show because it would have been easier to kind of get the feeling. Trying to yeah. make a comic strip into a stage play that seems a little right. Of a right. stretch. My, yeah. my dishonorable mention is uh, Spider-Man the musical. Uh, I have actually <laughs> turn off the dark. Right. Yeah, turn off the dark because <laughs> it uh, injured half the cast. Yeah, and <laughs> I have actually seen so many things from that and everyone getting hurt uh, from that musical it's not worth it but fro it had music written by bono and the edge of u2 <laughs> everybody's favorite yes that that never happens on the podcast that's the first yeah so uh, now we're we're going to do it a, a little more different because we're, uh, Luke was first in every round. Now he will be last. So Jeremy, you go first. What is your number five best musical of all time? My number five best musical is called Avenue Q. Uh, it's it's <sighs> Sesame Street for adults. There's swearing. <laughs> there's puppet sex. <laughs> Uh, and it's got some good life lessons, and you know it's it, it's about you know coming out of college and just starting your life and trying to get things together and figure out relationships and everything. The music's great. Yeah, it's I love hilarious. This. Yeah, just it's just an overall good show. <laughs> really good pick. I am so sad that I don't have it on my list. I did not remember it. Right. This is the yeah. show. This is the show that surprised me by beating Wicked for the best new musical, Tony, that year. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Internet is for Porn is one of the most hilarious songs yeah. of all time. <laughs> yep. uh, I mean, I, 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 I laugh so loud of, of that musical. It's hilarious. My number five is one of Luke's... Uh, not likable. Uh, I know he's seen this, but my number five is Sweeney Todd, the Demon Barber of Fleet Street. I've seen. I'm not a huge fan of the the movie. I think the the, the play itself is actually better than the movie. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I love the music in it. Uh, I mean, Sweeney Todd has so much cool music in it and uh, i've seen i've seen it in london and it was fucking amazing so sweeney todd the demon barbara fleet street is my number five yeah seeing it in london would definitely add to the mystique right yeah yeah do you like this musical uh jeremy yeah i love sweeney todd it's i like you know a little bit of creepy stuff you know into yeah. into my entertainment you know i like the the darkness of it i like the music uh, some of the music can get repetitive uh, uh yeah sometimes sing the same song seven times yeah. <laughs> really in the show but yeah i mean it's 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 a good fun time with with a little bit of murder and the boogeyman so mm-hmm. yeah definitely <laughs> Uh, Luke, what is your number five best? And I know this is hard for you. Uh, I went with Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, the movie. Ah, good one. Fun movie from my childhood that I really loved to sing the songs to when I was a kid and dance around to them. So good (laughs) memories of this from my childhood. So yeah, my number five. 
good pick. Uh, I agree, it's a good movie. I remember it finally from my childhood. What Is it a good you, movie, Fro? Is it? Yeah. I like <laughs> Is it? it. <laughs> you don't what year did it come out? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Before the 60s, I'm guessing? Yeah. Considering your previous <laughs> statements on the... Yeah. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> oh, 68 is when it came out. Uh, mm. no. The movie, at least. Yeah. So what's your number four, Jeremy? Uh, it's a little show that just it was just the best little show that could in the mid 2000s called Title of Show. OK, which is spelled which is spelled huh. bracket title of show closing bracket. Right. <laughs> Very hipster title. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cool for a school. Yeah. Yeah, but it's a, I mean, it's a fun show with only four characters. Uh, the music is lots of fun. It's it's the story is just about perseverance and following your dreams. You have to be careful though if you're going to see a local production of it because there is an apropos version that cuts out uh, the the two of the characters' homosexuality and any swearing, which. Mm completely betrays the premise of the show itself. So the fact that that apropos version even exists is an abomination. (laughs) But the show itself is great. Uh, If you're looking for a song in it, my suggestion is Die Vampire Die, which is just (laughs) about the the little voices in your head that tell you, you know, you're not good enough to do this thing, so don't even try, and how to deal with them. Mm. I, I I was thinking about that when we were, you were saying that. Think think about Rent without the gayness in it. That yeah. would be one short musical. Um, my number four is Moulin Rouge. I fucking love Moulin Rouge. Um, uh, I, I I think I love it especially because Nicole Kidman is one of my favorite actors of all time. Uh, actresses, sorry. Uh, and I don't mind. Uh, I don't mind anything in this music. It's so so many cool musical numbers uh, put together in a really cool story, and I l- adore this movie. I saw it this week to remind me how good it is. And um, yeah, Moulin Rouge is my number four. Not a big fan there, Jeremy. No, I'm I'm not. It's definitely in the bottom half of all musicals I've ever seen. Which, by the way, yeah. to make the to make our lists, I I listed down all the shows that I've seen or I at least have a have you know knowledge of, and it came out to about seventy five shows. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So and that doesn't include probably a lot of movies in it. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and like I said, Moulin Rouge is definitely in the bottom thirty of those. It's too. It's a lot of gimmicky junk for me, and mm. it's just it, it's it's okay. It's just not good. Me and Fro <laughs> were looking it up yesterday, and apparently they are making a stage version of this. It was uh, in November of 2016. Uh, yep. It was approved to be made, I guess. And we had seen that they did do a stage version of it in Germany. <laughs> yes. well, that's a little weird. <laughs> of all places to have a stage play of Moulin Rouge. A movie that's based in France, Germany. Yeah, well. <laughs> so, what's your number four, uh, Luke? 
I went with um, West Side Story. This one may be a little surprising. I enjoyed this is another movie I enjoyed when I was younger. Uh, I always liked what the Off- Officer Crumpke song. I was always a big fan of that. So yeah, I think it was just I'm a cape. So- well, you you're really Whoa. far away all of a sudden, bro. Are you in a Sorry. cave of some type? Yes, yes. I'm in the cave. I, I'm just super surprised that it's so low on your list because you talk about this movie all the time. Uh, I mean, uh, there's other ones you, you'll you'll be familiar with that are up on my list, but um, right. that you maybe just aren't thinking of. But yeah, it, it's an older one. It's not a great movie as far as movie movies go, but as far as yeah. musical um, movies that are musicals, it's definitely a, a, one of the better ones. So I agree. Yeah, it's, it's I'm going to say uh, West Side Story. It's the first show that uh, Stephen Sondheim actually made his name on. It's the first show he he got writing credit on. Hmm. So it deserves appreciation for that. But again, it's it's one of the last of the old styles that I just couldn't, I just don't like. I don't like it at right. all. <laughs> mm. What's your number three, Jeremy? Number three. It has music written by the same guys who did Avenue Q, who I'm terrible with names, so they're slipping from me, but also written by the guys from South Park, and that is Book of Mormon. Oh, wow. You, How did that not end up? Okay. I forgot yeah. about that one completely. So, you, yeah, you got the irreverence of Trey Parker and Matt Stone writing satire, but truthful satire, because that's what they do. Mm-hmm. They tell the truth. Uh, about the Mormon religion, plus amazing music. I love and yeah, the, the music. Is, ca- I even like the music in this one. Yeah. yeah, the original cast included Andrew Rannells and Josh Gad, and oh, Josh it's God, so good. the most hilarious thing probably ever put on stage. <laughs> Spoilers: It's on somebody's list a little higher. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's pretty great. So you got to figure what my top two are going to be. <laughs> yeah, I mean that is amazing. I I will uh, little spoiler alert. Somebody has it on his list a little higher. <clears throat> hint, hint, me. Uh, my number three is I'm guessing uh, actually it's going to be the, on Jeremy's list a little later, and it's Hamilton. Uh, Hamilton is fucking amazing. Um, I I wrote this list of my personal taste. But I will tell you this. If you hate musicals like Luke, Hamilton is your musical. I mean, I, I can go on speaking about what makes it amazing, but what is what is it like it's it's a musical about the first treasury of united states it sounds fucking boring like <laughs> it, the premise of it don't you agree like yeah the premise, the, the premise sounds, sounds the premise sounds awful but unless you're a history you gotta, buff of some type yeah yeah, yeah. you got to figure the story and the music and everything about it yeah so it's my number three. Yep. This this thing has a lot of heat with me for some reason. I, there's just so many people that have, all of a sudden were like, "Oh, it's my favorite thing in the world!" Like all of a sudden, out of nowhere, some reason mm. my my whole body is goes 
Ugh, I don't like that for some reason. I don't know, and I've never that's, even seen a minute of it, so there you go. That's understandable. I get the same reaction. If too many people like something, I'm automatically going to not like it. And then sometime last year, I was working on a show, and people were listening to it in the in the dressing room. And kind of the mm-hmm. same way I grew to like Nine Inch Nails when I was in high school. Every time we'd go and build sets at the, you know, in the theater, the same uh, – the same CD, uh, Pretty Hate Machine, was just on all the time, and I just right. kind of grew on me. So, yeah. Yeah, I understand that. Yeah, it's kind of like that, I would say. What's your um, number three? My number three, uh, Wizard of Oz. I went with, mm-hmm. uh, It's probably up there on... Uh, if you were doing just movie musicals, probably up there on a lot of people's lists. So, um, And just a really fun movie overall yeah i can't argue with yep. that it's, it's a solid show uh I, I definitely recommend if you can get your hands on recording of the the one song that they cut that they shouldn't have it's called jitterbug listen to that huh okay and if you liked it i think you actually would like wicked no oh yeah no, not kidding look uh I had a girlfriend that it was like her favorite thing in the whole world uh, a while back, um, and I saw oh. bits and pieces of it. So, yeah, it's all right. It's pretty good. Your number two there, Jeremy. My number two is a show about Alexander Hamilton. <laughs> ah, <laughs> yeah, never heard about that. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I mean, go figure. It's it is pretty great. I mean, Lin Manuel Miranda is. The has his hand on the pulse of society right now, yeah. especially oh, in yes. terms of musical theater. Uh, you know, he, he's getting great writing jobs, which he deserves. You know, he did uh, the music for Moana, and um, and and I I I did not especially like that movie, but the music in it is really good. Right, and you know, he's just a, he's just a great. Uh, no, he he's well versed in hip hop. Like he knows right. he knows the history. He knows the people. It's what he does. It's what he loves. And so to create this, sh- create the shows that he does with the layers of music and you know his writing partner uh, Alex something or I can't remember. Uh, it's just incredible the the way it does, and you know you just gotta appreciate it for its for its social impact, the way that. And I mean, there, there's not talk. not one single bad song in it. No, yeah, there's, yeah, there's 46 songs, and they're all pretty great. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the, the four great. cut songs are all pretty good too. Yep. My number two is. Jesus Christ Superstar. Um, I remember really uh, how, when I saw this the first time. Uh, it was a religious uh, uh, happening in my life. I think Jesus Christ Superstar has been for me uh, the musical version of the prince of egypt like i want 
I wanted to put Prince of Egypt on my list. I did not pick pick uh, the Prince of Egypt because uh, mainly because uh, it's more a cartoon than a musical. I, I I mean, for me, for me personally, uh, that is the most most in in into uh, into uh, in. Then, oh, it's hard for me to speak American sometimes, sorry. In, invent, inventional. Uh, Just use a different of, word for it, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's meant so much for me through my life. There you go. And when, when things mean something for you, it's important for you. And Jesus Christ Superstar is, is up there in... Of, in my list of the most important uh, um, movies in my life. That's why I love it. And to be completely honest, I, I, I really enjoy the music as well. And the music aspect of it is really good. It's some songs in it that I, I think are really up there uh, in the best music of all time. So, uh, Jesus Christ Superstar. My favorite Andrew Lloyd Webber. I've never seen it. Jeremy? Yeah, it's my favorite Andrew Lloyd Webber show as well. It's just great. I recommend not the 1978, 77 movie. That's pretty awful. (laughs) But there's a 2001 recording yep. i think and that is amazing freaking amazing it's yeah. it's so amazing and it's so weird because i saw the 2001 version of it first that was the first time i i i saw um uh, jesus christ superstar and and that has to do with media as well because Jesus is on TV on that uh, in that musical, and it's it's filmed in such a different way that makes it even more like strongly for someone that is religious. So yeah, I I totally agree with you. I'm not a big fan of the old version, but mm-hmm. the new version is really good. Yeah, plus the newer version they updated the sound of the music like this. Yes. Like. Because the seventies one had that had you know just a seventies style to the yeah. to the rock music, whereas the two thousand yeah. one was more contemporary, and I, I it totally just agree. sounds better. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. Uh, it's it's where uh, actually I, I had this down as 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 one of the best remakes of a musical ever. I, it's it's just hilarious. It's it's really good. It's really good. Um, your number two look. Uh, I went with Willy Wonka. And this may have been in my number one if it wasn't for <laughs> Cheer Up Charlie, which is, I hate that. Oh. <laughs> I actually fast forward through that part of the movie when I watched Willy Wonka, uh, the 70s. Yeah. Obviously not I the new one. That. The new one is terrible with uh, John Depp. That is terrible. God. No reason to ever remake perfection. So. <laughs> no, I, I totally agree with that. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great choice. Really good choice there. Uh, your number one there, uh, Jeremy. Okay, my number one for just straight up cultural relevance because you don't get Hamilton without Jonathan Larson writing Rent. Yeah, I love Rent. Rent, 1996. 
it does not age well, like with the person, meaning that it's great if you're in high school and in college and still idealistic. But once you get to your mid thirties, like I am, you realize Benny is the only intelligent one in the group. Yeah. <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> yeah. And everyone else are just selfish assholes, but the music is great. The story and sentiment is just perfect. And, and, like and I said, to be it, honest, the, 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 the filmation is really good as well. I really enjoyed the movie. See, I didn't like I didn't like the film as well as I liked the, really? the stage play. Yeah, there's that's the only version many, I've seen. Is the is yeah, see, the there's movie. too many little changes that just right. bug me. Mm. Yeah. It's like reading the movie before or reading the book before the movie. I mean, it, yeah, the little things can yep. mess with you. Yeah, and I'd never seen it before, so the movie I actually that that's one movie that uh, is decent to me. It's very well filmed as far as a movie goes, and. Uh, they work the songs in pretty well into the film. Yeah, so. yeah. I, I took, think so. It took uh, several viewings of the film before I I got into it. So right. Mm. Uh, well, I saw the movie first, then the the play. So I guess I guess I I I just really liked the the, the musical uh, filmation of it. My number one, no surprise. <laughs> Is the Book of Mormon? <laughs> uh, I fucking love that musical. I have my personal uh, story. I was a Mormon. Uh, one of the reasons why I especially like this musical and why it's number one on my list. It would not be number one on my list if I was not a Mormon and actually knew all the things that they are singing about. I think it's 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 <laughs> one of my most personal uh, choices on, on my list. I mean, the Book of Mormon is more hilarious for me. <laughs> I laugh louder on the parts that you are laughing at because I know that some of it is based on facts. Like, like and I could actually have South Park longer and uncut here on my first as well. Uh, that was also one of my favorite musicals of all time. Yeah. And 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 uh, uh, when I see the Book of Mormon, it's a more edgier version of South Park, longer, bigger, and uncut. The Book of Mormon is more edgier, and I I mean that because I was a Mormon. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Right, I know yeah. things about this. That's why it's so freaking hilarious. It's, yeah, I I laugh so my I was crying at the end of that uh, that musical the first time I saw it in London, and it was bro. amazing. It's very good. Yeah, it probably so would have ended was... up on my list if I would have remembered it, but I totally spaced it from my memory for some reason when I was making my list. So. Yeah. I'm gonna say, Fro, did it give you a spooky Mormon hell dream? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I love that musical. It's, it's, it, 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 I mean, um, one of my 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 favorites uh, is uh, um, actually uh, when the friends are, are are talking to each other about being the best missionary. I know so many missionaries that are like that, like 
I'm going to be the super best missionary ever. I'm going to be <laughs> the one that saves everybody. I've met some missionaries that has been like that. And it's so fucking hilarious. So, Luke, what's your number one? Uh, my number one, I went with Mary Poppins. Uh, Again, from my childhood, uh, you probably are not happy with this, Jeremy, because it's Disney. Or maybe, maybe you don't care about movies so much, but uh, yeah, Disney yeah. movies don't. Uh, I don't think there's too. a bad song. Yeah, okay. I don't know <laughs> if there's a bad song in this movie. So, um, and just uh, memories from my childhood probably makes it number one. Mm, it's a good musical. Yeah, it's a good. It's a good movie. Yep. Yeah, stage play. Uh, I don't care. <laughs> Although yeah. I, I've I've never seen the stage play, but from people I've seen I've you know, people who I've talked to who've been to in the theater, it's pretty amazing how they make Mary Poppins fly because she actually flies over the audience oh, at right, some yeah. point. And it's and that's pretty incredible. But again, I don't I don't want I don't want Disney on stage. <laughs> right. Right. Especially now, because they're just there for the money. So Yep. Dare for the money. Yes. So uh, honorable mentions. Honorable mentions. I have uh, South Park, longer, bigger, and uncut. And I have, uh, um, uh, of course, the Prince of Egypt. That's uh, on my honorable mentions. But I really uh, want to, to give a shout out, out for Aladdin. I love Aladdin. Uh, I think it, that's one of my favorite uh, Disney movies of all time. I would say Nightmare Before Christmas, if we're including animation yes. in there. Um, yes. What a, yeah, what about you, Jeremy? Uh, for my honorable mentions, or what are we talking about? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay, my honorable mentions, I've got five of them. Uh, six, technically. But uh, first one would be, the, it's called the 25th Annual Putnam County Spelling Bee. What? Uh, yeah. Really? Yeah. That... <laughs> it's wow. so funny. It's 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 one of those shows that no matter who's doing it where, I am going to go see it because there's before the show they'll they'll ask audience members if they're willing to go up on stage and then they call you up and you the the show is a spelling bee. Like it's about a spelling bee for little kids. Right. And so all the actors are playing these little kids. It was written by a, an improv troupe that had a few famous people in it. I cannot remember anybody. Um, one of them is the guy who's in the Fanboys. He's one of the main guys in the movie Fanboys, uh, the, the larger one with the crazy hair. Anyways, <laughs> um, so it's super funny. They pull, you know, they pull up three or four audience members, and they, you know, you go through and. They give they even including the audience members. They give them spelling words, and you know if you get the word wrong, they get you off stage. The thing right. is with the audience members, they have to get you off stage before intermission. So, and if you get a really good speller, they end up in this continual loop of just calling your <laughs> name up to get, and giving you harder words until you get off the stage. This is my That's nightmare. Fun. Oh God, it's so funny. Uh, I mean, going to a musical that also uh, is interactive with the audience (laughs) that and not necessarily spelling. I'd probably be okay at spelling, but interactive musicals. That's like I would if you drag me one of those, I would go in kicking and screaming, being held by my hair. 
there's uh, there's someone called somebody's wedding. Oh, uh, Tony that? and Tina's wedding. Yeah. Yeah, Tony and Tina's wedding. I've heard about that. I saw. Yeah, that, that one's kind of ridiculous. It it takes place at a reception, at a wedding reception, and so yeah. they set up the the performance space like there. It doesn't happen in theaters. It happens at a banquet hall, where yes. the entire audience is part of the Our show. Yes. Yeah. But no, uh, the other thing about the, the spelling bee is that the characters, uh, uh, there's a documentary, I don't remember what it's called, spelling Spellbound. bee. Spellbound. Spellbound. It's they, really The characters are all like, the characters in, in Putnam County spelling bee are all like the craziest uh, quirks from each person in that documentary. I love the, the documentary. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's just, it's hilarious. Uh, then my next honorable mention, Jesus Christ Superstar, because where would I be without mentioning a, uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber show? Mm-hmm. Uh, next, my favorite Sondheim show is called Assassins. <laughs> wow. It's, yeah, it's about the nine people who have attempted and or succeeded at killing, uni- uh, United States presidents. Uh, wow. you, it, it's led by uh, it's led by a balladeer who ends up being, um, oh god damn it, my name my brain is blanking out on me. He ends up being um, shot JFK. What's his name? Um, yeah, oh. now I'm, I'm blanking. Yeah. Uh, it's three. He was shocked himself. Harvard Lee Oswald? Lee Harvey Oswald, there you go. Lee Harvey, yeah. There we yeah. Go. So the balladeer becomes Lee Harvey Oswald uh, throughout most of the show. Uh, then, you know, of course, a, a running throughout the show is uh, John Wilkes Booth. Uh, John Hinckley Jr. and Squeaky Fromm sing this hauntingly beautiful love duet about, you know, Charles Manson and Jodie Foster. Wow. It's just <laughs> incredible. It is incredible. Yeah. Uh, really next, on the list, next on the list of honorable mentions, Titanic, the musical. This came, <laughs> out, this came out about six months before the movie. I don't believe you. <laughs> no, listen. I remember hearing about this. This, had, this is the one that had the massive ship that was like, yes. came out on stage. Okay, I remember this. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the, the, here, here's why it's on the honorable mentions. It's not a well-written show. The music, okay. though, is the best music of any musical ever. <laughs> really? Oh, my God. Eight-part harmony that is just in- incredibly beautiful to listen to. I love it. <laughs> yeah. And then finally... Any of the same songs from the movie, or it's all different? No. It, this show, they're, they're completely independent. This show debuted about six months before the movie was right. even put into theaters. It had nothing mm-hmm. to do with it. And it was okay. overshadowed by the movie, and it was awful. I hate the movie so much. <laughs> uh, the movie. Ugh. And finally, for honorable mentions, uh, these are strictly movie shows. They've never been on stage. They're called Repo the Genetic Opera and The Devil's yes. Carnival. There's uh, written by a couple, you know, L.A.-based rock and roll guys, uh, Terrence Zdunich. <laughs> and Darren Bozeman. Uh, and directed by? Yeah, Darren. Yeah. 
they are they are um, the same people behind South Park. No, the the is directed by the guy who did Isn't Saw it? Saw three and yes, four. Yes, Saw Saw. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. But yeah, the really the good. music is. The music is sort of like if you could imagine Nine Inch Nails writing a musical. Yes. yes. Uh, and I just love them. They're, again, back to the Sweeney Todd style creepy mm-hmm. darkness, death and destruction. And it, it's so it's good. I love it. <laughs> yeah. It's cool. really good. Wow. So, Luke, have you survived talking about musicals? Yeah, it was fine. Uh, yeah. I, uh, I had. Uh, I knew a little more than I thought I did. I mean, uh, I've seen a bunch of the, that stuff that uh, I guess I just maybe had blocked it from my mind that I had gone and seen certain things. So yeah. So since you since you are a fan of the podcast, uh, uh, I have to ask you, uh, what are the three biggest reasons why you listen to the, uh, this podcast, Jeremy? Uh, well, mostly because. Uh, I heard Fro on Smart Wrestling Fan, and I enjoyed his silliness there. Thank you. <laughs> and then people say that. Yeah. Yeah. That. <laughs> and then you know, I just enjoyed the the conversation. I listened to the the other show that you guys did. Yeah. Let's talk. And, uh, right. Let's yeah. talk then. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it just just kind of became habit. Uh, I, again, I don't watch a lot of TV shows or movies and you guys talk about those a lot, which doesn't bother me except for that you stick to the bad ones, even when you shouldn't. (laughs) (laughs) Hint, hint, get, get away hunted, hint, hint. Yeah. I mean, there's even, but you know, there's still shows that you guys like that I did not care for. Yeah. What was it (laughs) that you really hated? Uh, I don't dead. know the one. Yeah, the brain one with the brain, right? The ants yeah. and the brains. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're that I would that. say is probably a pretty acquired taste of a show. Like I can see how certain people would not like it. Um, but it, going back, if you did watch it, it's kind of prophetic. It like oh, yes. predicted yeah. things that have happened in America oh, up yes. till now. That like it's kind it's of weird. So funny. A little bit it's creepy. So funny. How 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 much you should watch it now. Instead right. of them. Exactly. Well, Jeremy, it was really good to have you on uh, talking about musicals. Uh, next time we will talk about something else. Uh, please uh, write more emails. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, I will. Yeah, and, and anything that's going on in your life or in the news that you're mad or uh, just want people to talk about, that's what we're looking for people to write emails about. Uh, yeah, we can always did, use that kind the, of stuff. So. Actually, I got a question. In the news, did you guys address today is uh, National Without an Immigrant Day or whatever they're calling it? I no. did not know that was a thing. Yeah, there, oh. it's a it's a general strike where immigrants are calling into work. There's a lot of places around Dallas here that are closed because not enough people showed up to work. Wow, oh, interesting. Oh. Yeah, that's cool. That that's what I've been saying. It needs to happen is just a general strike on uh, on working. If if the problem with a lot of politics now is that corporations are running the politicians. The only way to get past that is to get at their pockets. 
and really hurt them where where it counts. And if everybody in America just didn't come to work for a whole week, the corporations would freak the f out, and we would yeah. right. we would have the power at that point because we would be we would be the ones saying, oh, uh, you know, this is what we want you to do, and we're not gonna we're not gonna let up until you do what we want, and that's kind of what needs to happen, I think, in America. So, well. Uh... Jeremy, uh, please go, give us a fast update on your uh, health situation. Is it going better? Uh, I mean, yeah. Right now, I'm spending most of my time on the couch at home because I can't walk around or stand up for too long. Uh, this past weekend, we we tested me sitting in a chair for an extended period of time because we had a board game night. So I sat at the kitchen table for five hours, and by the end of it, my back felt pretty much as bad as it did while I was still in the hospital. Oh, um, no, so yeah. I definitely can't well, no, go that, back That's to... good. Like it just, you got to work those muscles you, and you got to build it up. And, you know, soreness doesn't always mean it's bad. You know, when you get done working out, you know, you're sore and, but you're yeah, actually right. building muscle. So yeah. you got to look so at it that I, way. I can't actually go back to work and sit in the office right now. So I'm working from home, which is why I got to get off here and go to, to this meeting on the phone. But, uh, quick, about what they actually did they you know they cut my back open and they went in and they took out the disc between my l4 and l5 vertebrae the doctor said that it had deteriorated and broken down far more than he thought it it had because he had to keep going in and pull out more pieces and pieces because the vertebrae were grinding it into little pieces uh he felt like he said he, he told my girlfriend my mom that he felt like a magician pulling scars from his sleeve by how much he had to pull out uh yeah, then they took a couple titanium plates and screwed them into my vertebrae to hold them into place. And they put some bone pieces in between so that eventually a new bone will grow between the two and fuse them together. Uh-huh. And so that's what's happening right now. <laughs> yeah, well, we stuff. wish you speedy recovery. Uh, thank God you have a three hour and 30 minutes from... Bro, you are disappearing. Oh, yeah. Where did you were like? Go? You're like in the picture, in the picture, and Back to the Future, where it's slowly kind of like. <laughs> Is this better? There yeah. we go. Okay. Well, we wish you speedy recovery. Uh, thank God you have a three-hour and thirty minutes podcast to listen to. We make you longer and longer podcast. It seems like, but uh, yeah. Super nice to have you on, and we wish you speedy recovery. Thank you for being on, Jeremy. Yeah, thanks for yeah, letting thank me Thank you, on. Jeremy. All right, guys. Bye. Bye. Yeah, that was super nice. Uh, a lot of musical talk there with Jeremy. Uh, let's go into Elimination Chamber. Yep, let's do this really quick. We don't actually have, like, full results, but we'll just go over what we thought. Tilly had, uh, but we know who won uh, yes. the bet. So that's the most important part that we know who won. But yes. Becky Lynch defeated Mickey James in a singles match. I believe I said Lynch. Yes, and I know I uh, didn't. <laughs> okay. Uh, Kalisto and Apollo Cruz defeated Dolph Ziggler. I believe me and Tilly said Ziggler, and yep. Pro said Kalisto and Cruz. Mm-hmm. Uh, American Alpha won uh, the tag team turmoil match and i me and fro said american alpha and we gave tilly all the other ones uh, so she didn't get a point there 
<laughs> and she still didn't win. <laughs> right. She had she had six teams and we had one and she still lost. But I mean, it yep. was that was just super obvious booking because they're just a bunch of jobbers. And yep. basically the SmackDown tag team division is totally broken now because yeah, these guys it's... have nobody to go against because they've beaten everybody in one match. We, <laughs> we, we need someone from NXT to, right. to come up. Or something, or have something change, you know, have somebody... But it's not that long long to we have a new draw at uh, Raw and SmackDown. I mean, isn't that right after WrestleMania? Uh, you mean draft? Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I'm not... They don't do it... Uh, they've done it the last bunch of years, but we'll see if they do another one. I would assume they will, but... I think so. Yeah, probably. Uh, we had Nikki Bella versus Natalia ended in a double countout, so nobody got any points there. Nope. Uh, Randy Orton defeated Luke Harper, which I think this is probably the best match of the night to me. Was so good. Yep, Luke Harper is always good. Um, we all said Randy Orton on this one. Uh, Naomi defeated Alexa Bliss. I said Bliss. Yeah, me too. Okay, and I'm she, not really sure what she said. She said uh, she said. Uh, Naomi. She was the only one that said, said Naomi. Okay. And then Bray Wyatt defeated uh, six other men in the Elimination Chamber for the WWE Championship. Yep, and I was the only one that said that. Yep, and that gave Fro the win. Uh, both me and Tilly had three, and Fro had four. So that last mm-hmm. match gave Fro the win. So he gets to pick a topic for upcoming weeks. And what mm-hmm. are you going to do? Hey, it's been super long. Since I made you until they watch something Norwegian. Right. So um, I, I picked the Norwegian uh, thriller crime show called Valkyrian. And uh, okay. uh, I'm not going to say what it's about because that would. That would kind of ruin it. Yeah. Yes. That's fine. So it's uh, a Norwegian. Yeah, and we'll. We'll just get a hold of Tilly and let her know, and we'll figure out how we're going to do that segment next uh, in two weeks, I believe. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so we don't really have to talk to her before next week. Nope, nope. So no, it's always nice to win a uh, bet, and uh, next week we will do uh, fast lane uh, predictions. And I remember last time we we talked about that that uh, fast lane was so bad last year. Now I'm super excited for Fastland. Right, and it's going to let you down, and you're going to hate it. But yeah, I'm I'm a little excited for it too. It, it's there's a few good matches and um, some interesting things that can happen. The storyline stuff is the most interesting. So yes, oh uh, yes, it's the storyline. So uh, I I did not see uh, Elimination Chamber live with you guys because my internet was down. How how was it uh, in a live situation? Uh, it was good. There was a few matches that we... It was obvious nobody cared about them. Um, and we were just talking about other things. Uh, specifically, like, the Bella match and yeah. um, Kalisto, uh, the Kalisto-Apollo Cruz-Dolph Ziggler match. We were just kind of like, mm-hmm. blah, we don't really care about these things. So we were talking about other stuff. but um, And I guess also the tag team match. But uh, other than that, everybody was pretty engaged in what was going on. and um, Cool. It was a good call. So, yeah. Uh, hey, have you watched any movies this week? Yeah, I saw um, another Academy Award uh, movie, Hell or High Water, and I, I 
Uh, I gotta say, yeah. this is probably, at least for me, of the ones that I've seen of the Academy Award uh, Best Picture nominees, this is probably my favorite so far. I definitely Wasn't it put good? it put it on the top up there. I it's I was I thought this was definitely a better movie than Arrival as far as movies go, and that would probably be my next one oh, yeah. down the list as far as definitely. me being entertained. Maybe not having a chance to win, but me being entertained, it goes this oh, yeah. one, then Arrival so far, so. Hexa Ridge was such a surprise. And yeah, the I ending. Would, I would probably put oh, that at God. number three, and I don't know. Uh, there's nine different movies, so, uh, so it's hard to kind of put them all together. But I haven't seen them all yet, but I've seen most of them at this point, so. Yeah, but I I was so surprised by both uh, bo- both uh, Hacksaw Ridge and Hell and High Water. At all, the, I mean, did Hacksaw Ridge at all feel like a couple different movies at at, at a point? Oh, yeah. You're like, this is like three different movies, but um, very good. But Hell and High Water was, uh, and the ending was so good. Oh my god! It just had it had a, a deeper meaning about oh, yes. uh, how the banks. Uh, are running this country and it's not really oh, yeah. run by politicians or the police can't really stop them because they don't ha- the police don't have the authority to do anything about it and right. um in kind of a Robin Hood story in a way so yeah cool modern what modern else? day kind of Robin Hood story um that that was the only one I saw this week oh uh, uh there was one thing I saw this week but we're gonna talk about it in a couple weeks uh, so I'll, we'll talk about it then okay what was it? Uh, it's a documentary um, called uh, The Weather Underground. So okay. I added it to our... Uh, I think it's pretty relevant to what we're going through in America nowadays. So I added it to our one of our main topics in a few weeks. I think it's like five wow. weeks from now. So we'll cool. watch that movie and discuss kind of its implications. So Cool. I can't wait. I, I love documentaries, as you know. Right. So... Uh, yeah, I saw Hacksaw Ridge. Uh, I was really amazed by it. Uh, it was so much better than I was uh, t- anticipating. Um, I think I was mostly surprised about uh, directoral things because you you said to me that you see that it's um, it's uh, Mel, Gibson. Mel Gibson movie, and I totally fucking agree. You see that so well. It just feels the the pacing, the pacing of it, and the way um, it shot uh, the the way uh, he portrays the characters in a specific light. Like you can, Uh, it feels like that. Yeah, it's very strange, and only people who have seen it will understand what I'm talking about. That's the oh yes. So it's kind of hard to like describe other than that. Oh yeah, yeah. But I totally agree. I was like, this feels such like a Mel Gibson flick. But uh, yeah, I was really surprised about about how much I liked it. I was going into it because you you talked about how good it was last week, and I was kind of I was kind of skeptic because I I I fucking hate Acapulco. That's his right. worst movie. Like yeah, it was terrible. It's, and it's, it's it's racist also. So yeah, that. it's that. So, I mean, he made some awful movies, but he has also made some good movies. So, and, and yeah, it felt like he was back on, on, on a good uh, line again. And I, I, yeah, I, I really liked it. Then I saw the Lego Batman movie. 
guess what? What? I fucking loved it. Cool. <laughs> and we're going to talk about that. But first, let's watch the trailer for the Lego Batman movie. Great to be Gangster Lego. Lego. I'm blushing super hard. Is that even a? I can only imagine he's going home right now to party the night away, surrounded by friends and lady activewear models. Hey computer, I'm home. His voice is so funny. <laughs> yeah, I love that. It's the longest number. Master Bruce, your greatest fear is snakes. No, clouds. No. <laughs> it's being a part of the family again. No, now it's snake clouds because you put that idea in my head. Sir, you need to take responsibility for your. Oh, this is funny. Snake clouds. Snake clouds is good. I thought I was being sarcastic. Hello, secret camera. We built this city. <laughs> what? It's the Batcave. Oh my gosh, look, it's the bat sub! Don't touch that. The bat sapling! Don't touch that either. It's the bat kayak! No. <laughs> <laughs> the bat kayak! But his pants are just a little tight. Oh, it's Robin. I was like, who is this? What is going yeah, on? Yeah, it's Robin. I can only look you in the eyes right now. Hi, Batman! He pulled his legs off. That's funny. Superman is my greatest enemy. Superman's not a bad guy! And I'd say that I don't currently have a bad guy. I am fighting a few different people. It's my dream for the police force to team up with Batman. What? Wouldn't that be better? I hate everything you just said. The animation's really good too. Like, yeah. It looks a little different than the other Lego movies in the past. Why did you build this thing with only one sheet? Because uh, last I checked, I only had one butt. <laughs> Let's go to defeat the Joker. Woo! We're going on a family trip. I can wear my costume too. Well, luckily for us, you left your costume back. In oh, nope, under your clothes. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, good. I definitely want to see that. So, the Lego Batman movie. Uh, this got uh, 91% on Rotten Tomatoes, 7.8 out of 10 on IMDb. It says, there are big changes brewing in Gotham, but if Batman wants to save the city from Joker's hostile takeover, he must have to drop the lone vig... He must... Uh, oh, he may have to drop the lone vigilante thing and try to work with others and maybe, uh, just maybe, learn to lighten up. Oh. So oh. I got mine from the Facebook, of course. Mm -hmm. um, it's from Bjorn Adresen. Uh, Ooh, that sounds Norwegian. Uh, yeah, or somewhere in that general area. It's spelled A-N-D-R-E-A-S-S-E-N. -S -S -E Does that sound like a Norwegian mm -hmm. name? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, he says, relentlessly hilarious family film with plenty of geeky pop culture references and inspired usage of 1980s music. Uh, yeah, we heard that in the trailer, I guess. A film suitable for both little kids and big kids that exist in uh, that exist as fully grown adults. <laughs> <laughs> so I like that. I like that last part. Yeah. Did you see any bad reviews? 
Uh, a few, yeah. Uh, at least on the Facebook, I did. Yeah, there were a few people that were like, uh, mm, uh, comic book geeks that were like, this isn't, this isn't true to the Batman universe. <sighs> but other than that, no. Most people were like, this is hilarious. I love it. So, no, not a lot of bad reviews. I, I, I can't imagine people going to listen, like being nerd. Oh, well, I know one nerd. There's always going to be somebody out there who who doesn't like it. Yeah, Matt loved this movie. Matthew, our friend. Oh, yeah. Matthew loved it. And uh, so did I. Such amazing movie. I was so happy. Uh, I went at it at alone because my girlfriend is in the hospital. Get well soon there. Um, yep, get well soon. And, uh, and uh, yeah, so I went to this all alone. So it was me and some kids. <laughs> I was like, I'm not the pedophile. I'm not the pedophile. <laughs> because there were some moms there and, and they were having a birthday. So uh, where the cinema is, is that they have a room there that you can rent out for birthday parties. And then you okay. can see, and it's, uh, they have a package where they order like pizza f- uh, from a pizza place there in town. And then you get cinema t- uh, tickets included in right, price. Okay. So yeah. it's kind of a package. I've gotten so, that before the past, yeah. Right. So I was in the middle of that, and I was the only one that's over 18 years old. <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> it was a full movie, uh, almost. It was just kids and me. So I felt, uh, I was like, yeah. I've done but that yeah. before. I think the last movie I went to, uh, Pe- the Peanuts movie I went to, and it was just me and like a bunch of kids and their parents, <laughs> probably all looking at me like, what is this weirdo? Doing by yep. himself in this movie yep. in the middle of the day, yeah, yeah. But I, well, I was watching it for the show, so there you go. I hope he's not masturbating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I felt so ashamed, but uh, it's kind of strange. But uh, yeah, no, so, but uh, uh, give me an out of ten, bro. Ah, uh, uh, nine. All I right. just loved it. I, I just loved it. There's there's things that doesn't like hit me because I'm not a huge Batman nerd, but there's a lot of references that I didn't get. Uh, just American stuff that probably wouldn't translate o- over to a Norwegian audience, right? Yeah, okay. So that's why why uh, maybe eight and a half, but uh, yeah, I'm giving it nine because I I feel kind and mellow today. It's yeah, that's above what IMDb gave it. I believe they, well, I said a 7.8, so you're being yeah. more generous than them. So, I am a generous man, didn't you know? <laughs> uh, moving on. Hey, Luke. Uh, have you watched anything else this week? Uh, yeah, we watched, uh, we watched, all of us watched, Hunted Episode oh. 4. Um... Oh. Yeah, it's still a bad show, but this was probably the best episode I've seen so far. So okay. uh, it was a little different. I have to say that with a preference. When we say this is the best show of the series, and it definitely was, I just have to say that it's still shit. 
Oh yeah, it's definitely not, still. It's, it's not like we suddenly love it, but it took a different route, and I liked it in, in that way. Right. Yeah. It just uh, it felt different, I guess, um, when it came to the what's a good word for it? I don't. When it came to the production of it. it yeah. Right, the presentation. presentation. Uh, maybe they've just been editing it, cha- changing it up because uh, they're trying to connect to a different audience. Uh, or maybe this is just over time they are trying to nail down what the show is really supposed to be like, where they didn't right. really 100% have a complete idea of what it was going to be like at the beginning. So, How uh, is the yeah. rating? Uh, this week, uh, 5 point four almost million watch okay. and a 1.2 wow. so this it's pretty much the same it was 1.3 last week i believe yeah. and 1.4 the week before that somewhere around there so it's pretty much staying right around the same rating so the same amount of people are watching this hmm. uh as before or as in the last couple weeks so um you know they're maintaining an audience whoever that audience is i don't know i have i um, have no fucking clue who, who this law is enforcement i guess um Maybe uh, I guess a good to kind of reference on NBC at the exact same time, exact same day, uh, Blind Spot was on and it got a 1.0, where mm. this got a one 1.2, so it did better than Blind Spot. Um, and uh, Arrow started at the same time and Arrow got a 0.6, but it's on CW where this is on yeah. CBS, so it's going to get a higher higher rating. Um, where the next hour that night, Modern Family was on ABC. It got a 2.3. So right. that was kind of the highest rated of the night, uh, just to give you an idea. Actually, the 100, that same time, got a 0.4. Oof. Not good. Uh, Not good. Probably the we best love... show on here. Yeah, yeah. We, we love the 100. Yeah. So, I don't know. Kind of strange, but, uh, you know, whatever. Um, so let's get into this sh- show we'll try to bang this out because i think we've already done a pretty long show not 100 percent. yeah so we get our intro uh hunted episode four the uh, name of the t- the title of the episode is fight flight or freeze uh which of course, <laughs> please please say that one more time <laughs> fight flight or freeze uh <laughs> which we get the reference later they mention it but we'll get into uh, that that's funny so, so we got our intro we got our um Recap of last week about Centra and Tran, uh, or True, Centra, Tran, and True Tran. Uh, <laughs> we get a Brady Bunch graphic, and we get, uh, we see that four teams have been captured so far, and that yeah. we have one team left to introduce. Uh, and we go to Delta team, and this is the, where we left off in the last episode, and the lady is questioning this guy, Rob, uh, about Centra and True, and she says she wants inside the house and she says, uh, or, uh, Robert tells her that they want inside the house. And Jackie just says, we want inside the house. And Rob's like, uh, okay. It seemed like he didn't want to let him in. But then I mean, I'm thinking this is all part of the show where he knows that if they ask, he has to let them in. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. One of the rules that we don't know. Right, like he knows that it's going to be, uh, well, I don't know. He knows that they have some type of warrants, and if they do ask, that he has to let them in. That's my guess, is he knows something we don't know. But he lets them in the house, and they search all over the place. He says, uh, "You just 
take it easy. My wife, my wife is in her bathrobe. So that's kind of like he's trying to keep them out for a minute more. But they searched the whole house and they searched his attic and Sentra and two have already gotten out of there. And so we go meet up with Sentra and two. They're 120 miles away, they say. And they found a place to camp on the river for the night. Um, and, but they're worried that hunters might be catching up with them. But they seem pretty confident. So uh, they're kind of off the grid at this point, the two of them. Where they said they were going to be camping the whole time, now they are actually camping. So that <laughs> yes. they're... they are not lying to us. <laughs> right. <laughs> so we go uh, to back to Rob's house, and Jackie is now interrogating him about them. And and Lenny back at the command center says it's our job uh, to sit there and wait while we interrogate them and keep asking them questions until they break. So and ja- so Jackie find- finds out now that Rob uh, dropped them off at this coffee shop. And so Command is like, we got to go check out this coffee shop. Back at Command, Ben Owens, our British, uh, the guy from the British show, uh, Hunted, he is telling us all about CCTV. So we get a big explanation about CCTV in here. Um, which I didn't know they called it that in America. I knew they called it that in, in the U.K., but I always just knew it as uh, like surveillance cameras or um, highway cams, something like that. Do you call it right. CCTV in Norway, or do you even have I that? Have, I, I have no clue uh, what we call it in Norway, to be honest. Right. Okay. Overwakningskamera. Um, we call it in Norway. There you go. Zaria uh, and command thinks that they may be still uh, they may still be in their Xterra that we saw in the last episode from the gas station. And they find the footage of the car uh, in CCTV footage from the day at the coffee shop. So they know that they're still in the same car. And they get the license plate off the can- uh, off the car now, uh, where last episode they couldn't get it. Because remember, they were backing up. That was oh, yeah. the whole thing. Mm. Uh, and they do this really silly enhancement feature. It looks like something out of a movie. Like, enhance, <sighs> enhance, enhance. That's not how pixels work. You can't just, like, create pixels. In out of thin air the, to make the like like I I work with pictures and things like that because I I I, I fix uh, 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 the front pages of uh, of sound books uh, and things like that uh, for right. the digital things. As I work with this, I I I have had so trouble watching this because it it made me like physically like what. Ah! doesn't work like that i have right, it's like problems it's like when i make a, things better bigger it's like yeah i mean like i said there's just uh there's only so much you can do and we're looking at uh, right. surveillance footage from a camera that's super low resolution so yep. the, there just isn't any pixels to be like to cut they'd have to pull pixels out of thin air to make it look yep. like doing the show it's just silly yep. it looks like something from a bad movie a uh, cop movie from the 90s like nothing enhanced. works enhanced. like this. Yeah. yeah no. Nothing. Uh, so Lenny tells us about these things called license plate readers. And we find out that there are cameras all over the country in America that just all they do is they read license plates while as oh, they go through what's the highway the to try to track people. This kind of mm-hmm. I, I never really knew I guess I kinda knew about this, but um 
I didn't know how extensive it was and that they were just tracking people all over the place using these. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, oh, yes. I heard conspiracy theories about this before, so I knew about it. Oh, okay. I mean, it, it, this is Big Brother personified kind of from uh, oh, uh, definitely. 1984 or something like that. But So, to now we go to RF and Ahmad, uh, back to them, and the boys are camping uh, next to the river uh, and kayaking, like they said they were going to, and it's day 14 now so they're halfway through the 28 days um and they want to get cash to avoid depending on other people like they've been doing and so their plan is to kayak across this lake to an atm and then paddle back across the, the lake so that once the hunters get there they'll think that they're still in town but they're long gone at that point without uh without a trace because they you know there's not uh license plate readers for kayaks that's for sure <laughs> Can we have that as a title for the show? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and they they paddle, so they they uh, they say it's going to be four or five hours of one way trip. So it's going to be like a ten hour trip to get to this ATM in a kayak. So it's a big lake, and we find out that um, Ahmad is fasting for Ramadan, which uh, remember Zariah mentioned it in like three episodes ago. Yeah, like oh, they might be fasting. Well, Arif is not. But Ahmad is so apparently Ahmad yeah. is more of a devout Muslim, which we heard that when we first were introduced to them, uh, RF said that he was not your normal Muslim guy. Yeah. So, yeah. But we didn't really know about Ahmad uh, until now, I guess. So no, he's no. fasting. RF is not uh, back at command. Charles is going through uh, RF and Ahmad's laptops and he finds uh, that they've been searching for kayaking trips and that before this all happened, they went on a kayaking trip. Um, this is so broken because the reason they're in a kayak is because that lady that they stopped at their house said, oh, do you want to borrow our camper and our kayak? This was not mm-hmm. something they had planned before they went out on the road. It just yeah, happened because this lady let them borrow a kayak. So it's so broken. Like, doesn't make any sense. So Arif uh, and Ahmad get to the ATM. They get money at the ATM. And... Command gets a notification that they got the money, and they try to get the CCTV from the area. So they call up every, the whole team. Yeah. Go, go every ahead. time I, I I imagine they're going all off uh, an alarm, going like woo woo woo. <laughs> Someone's trying to get money. Woo woo woo. <laughs> right. It's got the red lights in the background and yes. everything. I, they yes. don't show that, but. They do make it does make a sound kind of like a notification on your phone. It's like a ping, right. a bing, right. like they do. And bing. then the guy looks down at his computer and goes, "Oh, yeah. look what look what what we got, guys." Mm-hmm. Uh, but we go to golf team, and the command notifies them that they're close to RF and Ahmad uh, to where this ATM is. So golf team heads there. RF and Ahmad, uh, they want to get a ride back to their kayak because they know that the hunters know where they are now. And they need to get back to the kayaks quick, and they don't want to walk down this road where they can be seen out in the open, which is pretty smart. Yeah, this is smart. Except that they pick the wrong guy. Yep. Who, once they get back from the ATM, is like, oh, by the way, I got, like, other errands to run before we go there. And they're like, oh, crap. So they have to – so they're nervous now uh, about being with this guy with this red truck, and we go to commercial break because they're – 
not a like if that guy said that to me I, that he would had to go and get ice before we, I would just start walking, wouldn't you? Yeah. And to oh, say, yeah, oh yeah, it's cool. no, it's all good. Uh, don't worry about it because you just got to get out of there, not wait around yeah. in the parking lot across the street, which is what no. they end up doing. But it's, so it's when we come stupid. back from commercial, we go to command and. It's not as stupid as something we get later in the show. <laughs> oh, that definitely not. I love this stupid moment, but let's go get to that. Yeah, so we'll get to it. So we go to command, and they get the CCTV footage of RF and Ahmad getting into this red truck we were talking about. And they forward the description to Golf Team. And Golf Team gets to the parking lot where this ice machine is, where RF and Ahmad, uh, where they saw them on the, on the thing. But RF and Ahmad have now... They've gotten away at this point, and they're um, in their kayaks getting across the lake. And right here they go. They see a bald eagle flying over the top of them, and RF looks up and goes, America! <laughs> really loud. I laughed so fucking loud. It was so was... random and weird and just out of place. And it was so strange. I was like, yeah. America. Oh. In America, America, the only place you can run away from the police and have it be a game. Um, <laughs> so they're still in the kayak, but uh, we get a thing on the screen that says four hours later. And so the boys now are super tired. They're, they've been paddling for four hours. And they, well, I guess more than four hours because they paddled across. So they've been paddling for probably eight hours, uh, nine hours, something like that. So they stop at that, that little island in the middle of the, of the lake. Go ahead, bro. Now, th that is what this is. The Hunger Games. Just the TV show question. The real Hunger Games. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. I mean, yeah, uh, yeah a little bit. Uh, and we find out that they're headed back to the camper, which we actually haven't seen in this episode, but we, they talked about in the last episode. But that's where they're trying to get back to because... They've been staying on uh, they staying on this little island where they don't have any camping gear. They're just staying out in the open. So, so we get our last uh, uh, set of um, fugitives now. Finally, we're in a, halfway through the the season of the show. We get our we finally introduce our last contestants. So that's a little weird. And we get our you're on the run, you know, with the guy off mic, which annoys me. But I'm never gonna have to endure that again. So it's fine. <laughs> um, and we meet uh english king and stephen king the, and i'm just yeah. gonna call the kings i was so i was so amazed that they got stephen king to do this i mean I, he's he, such a great writer why would i never knew that he was show? like a six foot five redheaded man either <laughs> i was totally unaware of that <laughs> And it spells exactly the same as well. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But well, it's actually not probably that uncommon of a name, to be honest. But yeah, it is funny. No, no. Because uh, this guy is the most thing. opposite of Stephen King you could probably ever meet. <laughs> yes. Yes. The, yes but yes. Uh, English King is a clinical clinical audio audiologist, which uh, she basically uh, does cochlear implants. Uh, mm-hmm. Which I could use one of those because I'm deaf in one ear. And the only way I could ha uh, fix it is if I got one of those. But they're expensive. so. Uh, and we meet Stephen King. He's a stay-at-home dad. And with their parents, married couple, no, he's not. kids. <laughs> what? 
<laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> he's not what? And a stay a out dad? Home, home dad. Well, not he's right now. Home. He's a on the run dad. Yeah. <laughs> he's an author. <laughs> he's a what? He's an author. No, he's not. He 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 writes uh, spooky crime stories. Oh, right. Okay, right. <laughs> Sorry, you totally lost me there on that one. Um, but we find out the English, who is the woman, is she's a basically an anal planner, and she plans everything out. Which we find, which is she's a what? She's anal about planning. Yes. Oh. Uh, anal planning. I was like, I I thought you said uh, anal planting. I was like, what the fuck is an anal planting? <laughs> no, anal planting. Yes, no, that's what aliens do, bro. Anal. <laughs> um, but yeah, she's a little neurotic when it comes to planning, and she uh, a little. And she says this is gonna be the this is gonna be a benefit for them being on the run. But to me, no, this not. seems like it would be a giant hindrance. So I'm not really sure why she even thinks it's going to be. But yeah. I think she's just trying to, she's trying to psych herself up. Um, yeah. We find out they're not outdoors people either. They're very well, much city <laughs> folk. Definitely not outdoors people. I wouldn't even really say city people. I would say more suburban, suburbanites. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, and they drop the kids off at their mothers, and they tell the mother to send out random fake emails from their each of their individual email addresses uh, say like writing down in the email, like, Oh, we're in this place when it, that are actually just fake emails to throw the hunters off, which is kind oh, of smart, smart, I guess. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then the last thing we see of them uh, for this little segment is they're, they're going to go hitchhiking, I guess is their plan. They don't take their car. They're on the side of the road with their thumb out looking for a ride, which not a great idea. Cause one of the teams could just drive past you and see you and go oh, there. Nope. But these people are not smart, we find out. <laughs> at least not well, at doing this. Definitely not smart. So we go to command, and we get our normal Robert telling the team about uh, the Kings and uh, them going over their social media accounts and Lenny deploying the ground teams to the area. And we meet a new team, Charlie team, who is Maureen O'Connell, Maureen O'Connell and Evie Pomporis? Evie Pomporis. Sure. It's a little Pomporis. weird of a name, but yeah. Maureen is an FBI, former FBI. Evie is a former Secret Service. I'm not sure how secret... FBI would do okay with this. Bounty hunting, Secret Service, probably not. Uh, but the team go and check out the last uh, place that uh, Stephen, or the Kings were, which is this ice cream shop, uh, which they get the uh, video, uh, security video from this ice cream shop. Um, and the lady who runs this ice cream shop is terrifying. And obviously, this she doesn't dress like this every day uh, at an ice cream shop. You know what I mean? I I mean I I was thinking, how would you dress up like this every day? It no, it's obvious they she knew she was going to be filmed on camera, yeah. so she got herself. But you wouldn't be like this for a, working at an ice cream shop, no. This, I, was like, I mean, this looks again, so it's all fake. fake, but it seems like they fake it, and then but they go back to a real ice cream shop with the real person instead of getting an actor right. to actually just act like they're being in an ice cream shop. So they strange. got a lady, and then the lady was like, oh, I'm going to be on TV. So she went to the beauty salon and then went to the tanning place and over-tanned like 20 times too much on the tanner. 
So right. She was an orange. Per- she was more orange than uh, Donald Trump. <laughs> she, was she was like so twice, orange. maybe three times as orange. Yeah, yes, white orange. I I have this. It's this wife of Donald Trump. So <laughs> uh. Uh, So we go back to uh, command, and Charlie sends them the info the 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 video ta- uh, the video from the security cams of this place, and the t- the team. At command finds the car that they think uh, that the kings were in, but we know that the kings are hitchhiking and they're not in a car at all. So, go to a commercial Brady Bunch gra- graphic again, and now we're back with Sentra in two, and now it's day fourteen. So now the girls are halfway through of our twenty-eight days that need to be out, and they're really proud that they've made it halfway, and so they decide that they want to celebrate with some Taco Bell. And mm. so they leave for town to go get Taco Bell to celebrate being halfway through uh, this game show. Mm. They're idiots, I wrote. <laughs> dumb, 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 dumb. In like big yep. I don't know why. She's like, I want some nachos. They're just idiots. That I mean, they're doing really well. Staying off the grid, not being tracked. So now their plan is to go into the middle of a city where there's all these cameras, all these people. So com- the but go back to command. And they get a hit from one of the license plate readers that we've been talking about uh, in this episode. <gasps> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Fro sneeze. All right. Sorry. License plate readers make fro sneeze. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> and it's tracking the their car. <laughs> so Rifi sends Delta Team to the area. And Del- Delta Team gets into the area. And they instantly spot an Xterra with a similar... It's got a green sticker on the back, which is what the description was. Yeah. And I, I have to say, this is the most fake part of it this week. Right. This is this is so blatantly fake that this made me so fucking mad. You, you, it's, it's, it's the most lucky thing in the entire world, how many fucking cars are there out there in this place? I think you're, be... you're jumping ahead, but uh, oh. this is the part where we go to commercial, they come back, and it's not the same car. It's a different yes. car. Not their car. So we go to Centra in 2, and they're getting Taco Bell now, and they're looking around for cameras. They're, they're at the Taco Bell, but they don't want to go through the Taco Bell. So they have this guy do it for them so that they're not being tracked, I guess. And uh, Lenny thinks back at command that they should check the restaurants because it's lunchtime. And so they're looking, uh, the t- uh, Delta team goes and they look around the restaurants in the area. And the girls are now in the parking lot eating tacos. Because <sighs> instead of going, like driving back to safety of where they were, they're now they're eating tacos in the parking lot, just sitting there, because they so say they need to enjoy it. Fucking stupid. So now we go back to Delta Team, and they're driving through this parking lot, and this is where they spot their car, which again, <laughs> this is a huge area, like Fro said. And yeah. go ahead, Fro. Now this is so stupid. I I I, I was so mad. I, they would I, have to get so lucky to find them in this amount of time, but yeah. uh, I mean, it's possible. It just you'd have to get so incredibly lucky with the amount of yeah. This isn't like a mall parking lot, giant mall parking lot that has tons and tons of cars in it. Uh, but yeah, they got 
a guest got super lucky, even though this would be virtually impossible. And they pull up behind their uh, the girl's car, and they catch them. So they open their doors and touch them because remember, all you got to do is like put a hand on the person to catch them. And the two girls look like complete idiots. And Sentry goes, "Oh my god, what happened?" Very like Valley Girl. <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah you got caught because you're an idiot because you went to taco bell in the middle of a game show where you're the whole point of it is to like not be spotted but such this, a dumb this, move. yeah i if if this was real they would never ever do this yeah we're assuming this is based on something that actually happened so maybe this you know whatever but you'd have to be a real idiot to halfway through go oh you know it's a good idea oh we feel safe let's go yeah. do this but they're just, uh, we'll just assume they're dumb. Yep. Stupid and then motherfuckers. The two hunters put the girls in the back of the car, and I guess they're going to drive off with them in the back of the car, uh, which confuses me because their car is there and all their camping gear is still back in the camping spot. And like, do the girls have to come back to the city? I don't know what's going on, but go back to the command and we get our slow clap. And they put the red X's on the pictures like in the past. Hmm. I'm so happy that they didn't get any money. I would be so fucking mad. That was the dumbest move ever to go to Taco Bell. Like, why would you do that? Oh, this is a good idea. Let's go to Taco Bell. Like, you yeah. could have had so much Taco Bell, as much Taco Bell as you wanted with quarter million dollars in uh, in two weeks. So, you're an idiot. Um, nope. We go back to David and Emily now, which we haven't seen in... this is uh, We didn't see at all last episode, but it's day 14 for them as well. So they're also halfway through. So they're kind of trying to match mm-hmm. up the story, the storylines of these different characters, even though we know it's all happening at, at separate times. So we get a recap of their whole story from two episodes ago. So, so, some overlap there has to be. I think I I I don't think they had just one one uh, team of people out there at. The I time. think they did. Really? I think they did. Yeah. Hmm. I really think that the these hunters are only hunting one of these teams at a time, and it's all cut together. Really? Yeah, that's what we said in the first episode. That's what I thought, bro. But mm. yeah, uh, that's what it seems like to me. Mm. It would be the, the way that it's shot and the way that it's put together. Yeah, I think they're they're individually chasing these uh, teams, and the, they all the the. Uh, Hunters but have what all do this they stuff all... at their disposal to hunt one person or one set of people. Where but what, yeah, what do they do all day when when they don't have any clue where they are? Are they just sitting there looking at empty screens? Who the hunters? No, they're working on yeah. leads, things like that. Yeah, that's the whole hmm. idea. Yeah, and we okay. never see any of this. That's like saying, "What are these people doing during the day when they're?" being hunted nothing they're just sitting around we're not going to see that in the show boring yeah right okay uh but that's probably in real life as far as like chasing criminals there is probably a lot of waiting around so right but david uh, david's really paranoid we realize uh because he's now sitting at like the end of this driveway in a chair looking like a crazy person kind of like rocking back and forth almost Mm-hmm. And we find they're waiting for a ride, and he's like saying, "Like, oh, we got to, we can't make any mistakes." So he's he's really uh, into this, and they're trying to get a ride to Vidalia. They're waiting for somebody to pick them up. We go back to command, and they say Teresa is rereading David's book. So we get more David's book plugging. 
uh, here. And Teresa says they can't find anything on these these people, so they're going back to square one, which that was the first thing they did was read David's book. And they want to get some leads out of this somehow. So we go back to David and Emily, and they get picked up. And this friend of theirs drops them off, like, kind of in the middle of nowhere, it looks like. But it says Vidalia. That's the name of the town. So back to command. Uh, Teresa, we find out, has been tracking this person who picked them up, Holly. She's been tracking Holly's phone uh, because Holly was in the acknowledgement section of David's book. So they've been tracking her this whole time. Uh, and so they see that she's going to this weird in the middle of nowhere place that she doesn't normally go. So they go, oh, she might be helping them out. And then they realize that on Emily's calendar that they have that, you know, has all these addresses on it. One of the addresses is from Vidalia. So they kind of go, oh, obviously there's something going on here. So they they're, they now have something on David and Emily where before they really didn't. Uh and David and, David and Emily arrive at their friend's house here in Vidalia. And they, their friend gives them a ride to a dealership that is a friend, friend from middle school of Emily. who She, she says it's her uh, boyfriend from middle school who still does her fra- favors. Which is like, uh, he's going to feel real great when he sees the show. <laughs> like, she was kind of being a real jerk behind his back, you know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> But he lets them borrow this car from the dealership so they don't have to get any... They don't have to do a paper trail as far as renting a car. They have a car that's kind of untraceable now. So that's really cool for them. And uh, he also has a cabin for them to stay at. Um, And he's going to take them there. And so they go... uh, They Oh, he takes them to the cabin and... David and Emily are searching around and they find this back route out of the cabin. So even if the hunters showed up at this cabin, they could just drive out the back way and totally ditch, which is pretty good. I'm feeling good about my prediction last time, last episode of David and Emily going all the way and make, getting the money looking yeah. pretty good for them right now. But anything could happen. We go back to our Brady Bunch graphic. And of course, uh, Sentra and two are now crossed off on this. And command, uh, back of command, they find a rental property that's owned by the Kings. So we're going back to the uh, the Kings, our new uh, fugitives. So Rifi sends a team there. Charlie team gets there, and they interrogate uh, English's mother, which is where they've dropped the kids off, like I said earlier. And um, when they there's two of them. So... The one interrogates English's mother, and the other one just starts searching around the house and basically stealing things. <laughs> He's like pulling the laptops out and cell phones and putting them in a bag, and like it's like that's cool, whatever. And we uh, the one that's interrogating her finds out that the king's left on foot, so now they know that the car they found at the ice cream shop is not a lead because the kings were uh, doing it on foot, like we saw they were hitchhiking. Right. So now it's all of a sudden nighttime, and we're still with Charlie team, and they're in their car now after this uh, interview, and they are, mind you, when they went into the house, it was bright sunlight daytime, remember? Yep. And they call Rifi to relay the information that the, the kings are on foot. And now all of a sudden it's pouring down rain monsoon style, like there's a... Yeah. Sun- 
from coming in, even though the yep. just before this, it was like the sunniest, nicest day you've ever seen in the middle of summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Doesn't I really put work. This scene makes it also makes it look so fucking fake. Right, because it was just the sunniest day ever, and now there's a massive storm coming in, which yeah, we're going to talk makes about. makes no sense. So now we're with the kings again, and they're begging somebody for a place to stay or a ride or something to help them out because they're hitchhiking and it's pouring down rain. They can't exactly stay outside. And we go back to command, and they show this storm, and it's it looks like the, a, a hurricane is coming in, right? And mm-hmm. this is where we get our title of this, sh- of this episode. Rifi says, uh, when you're in this situation and you're out on foot in the rain, it's either fight, flight, or freeze. Which that's not really a good saying. I, nope. I don't know. It, I don't know. Really bad that, saying. Right. It sounds like he's talking about, because he's a police officer, he's talking about saying freeze, as in, like, put your hands up. You know, like, yes. that. Yes. But he's, what he's talking about is them freezing to death in the, in the cold in the night. So it's nope. just confusing. We go back to the kings, and they find this kind of good Samaritan that help, help, lets them stay in a friend's uh, shed store. So this guy, he knows, owns a store that just sells sheds, and so they get to stay in one of the sheds outside the store. And, of course, English is super stressed out because she's the planner, and none of her plans are working. It's all going to crap. So she's kind of, like, uh, freaking out already, and this day one. Not feeling great for this team. They're not looking like they're going to do very good. So we go back to Arif and Ahmad, and the boys, uh, they're leaving the little island they stayed the night on to head back to the camper. And we go to command, and Lenny suggests calling in a helicopter to search this lake, because Ben Owens thinks that Arif and Ahmad may be camping on the lake. And that's why they can't find them. And that's why they can't find them in the town where the ATM was. And they give them some clues with a canoe equipment and things like that so which like i mentioned earlier is impossible for that to be a thing because we found out about the kayaks from a lady in while they were on the run so yeah i know i know i guess ben owens is just really 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 lucky or Uh, sounds your sound is weird fro oh yeah he almost has to be psychic Uh, yeah, well, well, yeah, it's fake, but yeah, it's it just no logic behind it because uh, I don't know. They just are bad at writing stories when they're making the nope. show. So, like I said, Lenny wants the helicopter out over the lake because he says the drone won't fly around that far, cover the whole lake. We go to golf team and now golf team. Apparently, John of golf team is in this helicopter, which I'm assuming they only rented for this one episode. So that they could show that the police use helicopters. <laughs> That's the whole reason that this is, you know, like renting a helicopter. Do you know how much how much an hour it costs to run a helicopter for? No. Like just to fly it around, two thousand no. dollars an hour. Really? Yes. Like whenever you see like a police chase, a police chase or something like that, uh, the cost of flying a helicopter for a police chase or a riot or like a protest, two thousand dollars an hour. Yeah. Really. For the cost of- the fuel and the pilot and uh, everything else, maintenance Holy that goes shit. into it. Yeah. Especially if you're just flying the thing in circles uh, it, uh, or you're just trying to keep it still. It, it uses up way more fuel just to stay in one spot with a helicopter. But yeah, it costs Wait. so much. 
So I'm assuming this is going to be the only episode because I don't think they have the money in this show to be using a helicopter every episode. Maybe um, maybe it was one of the producers' private helicopter. Right. I don't know. This definitely wasn't a police helicopter because it's bright yellow. Uh, it looks <laughs> like. Yeah. I I don't know. Uh, but the helicopter searches the lake now, and they spot two guys in the water. Oh my gosh! Could it be Arf and Ahmad? Oh no! And we go to commercial break. Come back. And we're with Arif and Ahmad, and they and the, they say it's good. Ahmad says it's going to take a lot uh, of luck uh, for us not to get caught. So we're like, oh no, they're about to get caught. Mm. And uh, John, we go back to John in the helicopter, and he says, oh no, that's not them. That's somebody else, of course. Like, <laughs> every commercial break, if they they leave, do a cliffhanger. You know at this point because they always do it the same way. Like I want them yes. to expect a commercial break and it it to actually be that person because it would be. So I amazing. know, but I it know. never is. So maybe they'll do it one at one point. But uh, Arif and Ahmad are now um, they're they've gotten to their campsite where the camper is and they're pulling up onto the lake. And <laughs> this was kind of weird. Arif says uh, to Ahmad, he says, uh, "We got to look in." Uh, can't look suspicious and Ahmad goes what do you what do you mean and Arif says I mean when was the last time you saw two brown guys in a kayak in Georgia <laughs> <laughs> I love that uh, and we go into the campground and it's uh and then Arif says look around us there's only two brown people this entire park and they do like a pan around with the camera and you see all these redneck like southern Georgia people that are all like yeah, very redneck looky. And yeah. uh, the boys get back to the camper and they're super worried that the hunters are on the trail now because of, you know, the ATM. They weren't so worried about they were on, that when they were on the lake because, um, you know, this would be hard to catch up with them there. But now that they're back, maybe the paranoia of going to the ATM is really catching up with them. Yeah. We go back to golf team. And now Vinny is in this campsite and he's, he's, you know, interviewing people in the campsite if they've seen RF and Ahmad around. And he's got these two pictures of them and he's interviewing this one guy and the guy says, oh, I might have seen somebody kind of like that. And then Vinny starts doing things and I was like, oh, we're totally going to get away from racism in this episode. We've gone this whole time. No racism. Whole episode. You? He's like, that? And then Vinny goes. You know, uh, they got a bun in their hair, and they, they're, <laughs> and he starts describing them like, uh, trying to say they're Muslim without saying they're Muslim. He's saying all these mm -hmm. very stereotypical Muslim things, and the guy says, "Oh yeah, maybe I did see somewhere someone around here like that." And he starts pointing out something. We don't know where this guy's pointing to. It could be towards the camper. We don't know. <gasps> but we cut oh, back no. to the camper with Arif and Ahmad, and Arif decides that. Uh, that uh, the you know it's time for a change, and we go back to see the pictures uh, that Vinny's holding, showing this guy, and Arif says that the last thing, the last picture they have of the those two is they have beards, and so mm -hmm. Arif decides he's going to shave his beard, mm -hmm. his beard off to change his look, and so he not only shaves his beard, but he also shaves his head completely bald, and he looks so different. Right. And they play this like weird serial killer music um, as he as he comes up and he's like ball like looks 
You know, he looks like a, a Heisenberg, you know, doesn't he? He's got the Heisenberg bald head and everything. And okay. and they play this weird serial killer music and they go to credits. Yep. Serial <laughs> killer music. <laughs> go back and listen to it. It's yes, this yes. weird serial killer music as he pull, comes up. They do a slow motion of him like coming into frame. And it's yeah, him yeah, yeah. looking in the mirror. Uh, <laughs> it was actually kind of that was kind of cool. Uh, that ending part, I was like, "Oh, that's actually kind of cool." Like, mm-hmm. uh, and it's kind of a good idea. So uh, Tilly said she had a good feeling about these two. So uh, I think she's pretty <laughs> spot on. Now that we have all our intro- introductions of our fugitives, fro uh, out of the ones that are left, do you have any thoughts on who might win this? I have three. All right, well, give me one, one, your one team that's the top. The Wolves. The Wolves. Oh, we didn't see any of them in this episode, huh? Yeah. No, you will in the next episode because I already saw the next episode. Right, that's true. I have not watched it yet. I got it this morning, so. Um, yep. But yeah, that's episode four. We're halfway through. This will be over sooner Thank than later. Thank God. And then I think we know what we're going to do next, but we will reveal that to everybody else soon. But uh, I, I, I will tell you what, it's going to be better than this. <laughs> <laughs> Everything right. is going to be better than this stuff. So. <laughs> I like reviewing uh, this because it's fun to make fun of. Uh, that's why I yeah. like reviewing it. It's funner to review. Next time will be funner to watch. So, yeah, you know. Uh, we, don't, we don't like to do things without Tilly, so we're not going to do the new Shoes Your Own Adventure. But we can give you a cliffhanger. Uh, we can give you the title of the Choose Your Own Adventure that we will do next week. And it's Prisoners of the Ant People. Yep. Yep. So we'll start that next week. I can't wait for that. Do you have anything you want to plug? I'm good this week. We've gone really long, so. Yep, me too. Next week we will do news of the week. Oscar uh, Best Picture nominee that you are going to watch this week is Hidden Figures. I have no interest in seeing this, so I'm really happy. I have, that I have zero concept of what this is even about, so I'm going into it cold. So we will see what happens. It's, it's about the moon landing. Oh, cool. No, no fucking kidding. We will do Haunted Episode 5 for some strange reason. And what is the other, uh, another digital review about? First Fight? Never heard fist, about this. Fist, fist Fight. Like, oh, Fist Fight. Oh. Right. I can't read. Uh, apparently you, you can't read English. Which, no. Oh, okay. Uh, fist Fight It has Ice Cube and Charlie uh, from... Arrest, uh, for, not Arrested Development, from Always Sunny. Mm. So, cool. yep, comedy. That, then we'll do Fast Nine predictions, but our main t- topic will be the Academy Award predictions, and we will also do... Um, oh. I uh, the Razzies. Right, the I forgot Razzies. to add that. Yes. We're going to do the Academy Award predictions. We'll do, I, I believe, like 10 of those. And then uh, we're not going to do all the small ones, but we'll do the big ones. And then we'll do Razzie predictions. And then the week after that, uh, we will uh, find out who won. So, yep. yeah. That would be super cool. 
Well, yeah, always fun to do the Academy Awards. Uh, it's like one of the award. I know it's all rigged, basically, anyways, but whatever. Yeah. It's still fun to watch. It's going to be fun because we 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 combine it with the most bad movies, so <laughs> it's kind right, of funny yeah. that we do. The Razzies are funner to like uh, to actually watch, uh, check out oh, yeah. um, as far as like the content of the films, but uh, Academy Awards order. is more prestigious, I guess. It is more prestigious. So, and uh, that's everything. Uh, this is probably going to be a long episode. We have no clue how long this episode is because we don't know. This is going to be an editing nightmare. This is going to be one of the <laughs> worst editing nightmares in a while. Like, it's been a long time since I had a bad edit, but this is going to be a bad one. So, yep. Because we stopped and we had Jerry. Oh, uh, yeah. And, just a lot of yeah. problems with audio this week and different things. So, we'll, I'll yep. make it work. That's what I do. You are the best. Well, from America and United States, this has been another digital citizen. See you next week. Bye. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, citizen. Goodbye.